With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Greetings, boys and girls. Whoever's listening. What's going on? Anybody out there? Anybody out there? Dang it. If anybody can hear me, please say hi. <laughs> I'm so called using the vehicle at the moment. So, yeah, whoever wants to speak, please go for it. I will play some music, but. How can I? Allegedly, the t- today marks the 12th, which is a so-called the, the birthday on the birth certificate. So I'm told. Like we both came alive. Allegedly now, I'm 25, as as they say, 25 years old. Isn't that cool? Break us through. How you doing, man? How's it going? And I just saw you were on. I said, uh, so-called, I'm so-called driving, as they say. <laughs> Try. As soon as I get home, fucking, hopefully a lot of people more join. I'm surprised where Money Mike's at. Usually he's on here. Could be he's on Angela's call. Anybody want to chime in? Anybody want to chime in on this call? And, and, and talk to me? I feel pretty lonely out here. Damn it. Wrong way. Hey, user, you out there?
Anyway, user, you out there? Can you hear me? Hey, find Hello. Okay. No one's in this room. Where'd everyone go? Hola. Hey, I'm back. Hey, 
hear me now? Anybody hear me? Uh, I, I believe I can hear me. Can anybody hear me? Somebody somebody can hear me. Well, did you are you hearing voices now? I I don't know about you, but I is hearing voices. Could it be? <laughs> that was a that was one of those trick questions they ask you. You know yeah. what I say? You know what I say? You know what I say to that now? That if they if psychiatrist ever told me that you hear voices, you know what I say? What do you say? I'd say, I'd, I'd ask, I'd ask the psychiatrist, I hear, I hear you, does that help? And the psychiatrist says, uh, when you say you, do you mean me? What do you think, Sugarlips? Anyways, hey, what's going on, brother? You had any, uh, any going into, are you doing any quest modes? Any, uh, going into any quest journeys over there? Uh, uh, every, every day it seems like this, this quest mode is going on, but, uh, here in the next few days, I got, I got some more quest some so-called quests scheduled. Yeah, what is it all about? Inquiries or what? Uh, it's just about establishing some uh, some relationships and see if I could do that. See if I can uh, establish some relationships with people I've never met before. See how it goes. I'll let you know either way. Cool. I can I suggest something? Go ahead. I say you treat them like you knew them like for the re your whole lifetime. I talk to them like you've known them your whole life. Yeah. Well, haven't I? Good question. What do you think? I feel like we have, but not everyone, not everyone feels that way. But I feel like we have. Well, then, how if you, unless, if the other person doesn't feel that way, how can one come to a meeting of the minds? You know. Yeah. Comes down. 
I, I feel like that uh, so-called last call was a big breakthrough. I, I employed the uh, voice. And uh, there's, there's echoes, there's echoes that keep on coming back to me. And it was a good thing, that last call. With the, uh, with the collection or with the, uh, uh, with the lady? Yeah, with with the with the lady first, and then the man, the uh, the international collection company. Oh yes, yes, nice. Yeah, we're good. It's good. Like uh, you pour that love out, you pour that love out, and it comes back to you. And there's a, it's like a resonant frequency. It stays with you. It comes back. It comes back tenfold. What do you think? I believe so. Sounds like they bend over. I mean, uh, to me, I've experienced also that when I treat them, man, they fucking do the extra. I don't even have to ask sometimes. They just go ahead and do extra work. Like, oh, we'll take care of it. Don't worry. We'll make sure that we do that, you know? It's just a beautiful interaction. When you start seeing that happen, it makes you wonder... Man, if I can do it with these people, what else can I do with other people, you know? Like Right. And they're not expecting that kind of love, you know? They're they're just they they don't know what to do with it and but it fills them up and they do the right thing. Yeah, you give them credit, man. If they're doing the proper adjustments, man, I always thank them, man, and always you know, hey, appreciate you. I believe you did the proper adjustments here. Love you, sister. Hope you have a good day, and if I don't ever hear from you ever again, I hope you have a great rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Get yeah. credit where credit is due because the next get credit where credit is due because the next person who's going to be doing it, you know, maybe it could be a little bit easier like you did it, you know, simple like that. They can they can just open up the gates. So it's possible. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's amazing. It, it, it's really amazing how if you just let yourself, you know, let the shields down a little bit and uh, let 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 the connection happen the way that you want it to happen, that you would have it happen to you to, to the self. You let that happen and it just opens up doors that weren't even there to begin with, much less open. Right, yeah. You start finding that, you start finding the right agent, the right individual who understands what the fuck you're talking about, what you're asking. Start opening up different doors, man. And then that's when you, that's when you, whatever you want, you get. Based on the uh, energy and persistence, of course. Yeah. What's up with that closed account? When are you going to go after that one? Oh, yeah, the multiple closed account. Uh, soon. I, I Just a couple things just popped up here. and uh, But I'll, 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 talk, I'll talk to you off, a, you know, in, in, in the future off a, a so-called recorded line because I don't want to mislead anybody. And, you know, I, I believe that 
that that many of us uh, we have incredible uh, the power to influence other people so i want to make certain that uh what i do is correct i don't want to mislead people yeah so but i'll i'll share more stuff as you know it, it, in so far as things are clarified and uh and they work right yeah, there's, there's there's a way there's like a way to go about things it seems and when you get the idea that you might influence uh you know one or a hundred people it's important to be responsible about that so yeah i've got a lot i could tell you a lot of stuff right now but i just want to you know i don't know if this is going to get recorded and broadcast i don't want to broadcast anything that's going to be uh employed in the wrong way so. but yeah i'm just so every just so everyone gets where where, where does i so-called come from I, I, i'm an experimenter and, uh, i'm trying new stuff all the time so i just want to i just want to give people the results of the experiment not the experiment <laughs> does that make sense yeah you want you want to uh... Get the first-hand experience, sounds like it. Yeah, and then convey, as opposed to go, you know, <clears throat> a lot of my experiments take, uh, or a lot of these so-called experiments that I'm involved with take uh, a bit of time to go through, so. And I, I believe I learn along the way, and uh, it's good. It's good to stand on the shoulders of uh, so-called giants, which I believe I've done. And I don't want anyone to do anything less than that. Could it be? Could it be? <laughs> yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. That makes sense. Yeah, some, some of us are just balls to the wall, you know. We just, just jump out right in front of the, the so-called bus and but we're kind of made to take it and a lot of folks are not so some lit some prefer the edge i believe i'm one of those <laughs> very few prefer the edge in real life <laughs> So what about TR? What you up to? TR. The fuck this, is uh, the, tr the trust law man icon. Is there is there oh, someone trust behind? Law. Trust laws in here? Oh, we better get trust law from behind the curtain. Hey, you get oh. in here. Bring it out, <laughs> trust law. What's up, Mark? What's going on, man? How you doing? What's going on with the brothers tonight? Nothing much. What about you? Talk to Batman lately or what? 
Yeah, I was just on him with, with him yesterday, man. Fucking, uh, I spoke with him and Dominic because Dominic is going through some shit. So I decided to call Batman up and I was like, you know what? It's been a while. Maybe he's just depressed because he hasn't spoken to Batman. And I brought Batman along and yeah, it sounds like he, it all worked out. Everybody's happy. That's good. But I told him to see if he was going to get on here tonight. He said, no, maybe no promises, but he may show up, maybe, maybe not. But yeah, it's good to talk to that guy, man. I miss that guy. Fucking, I kind of, uh, I kind of unlearned a little bit of things yesterday just speaking to him because it's been a while. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting, interesting, uh, journey, at least, though. Yep. going on with you, Trust? What, what do you have to say? Does you bring or free tonight? Yeah, I just got done work. Just got done. I just walked in the door. Nice. Yeah, I'm going, I'm, I'm the bat call today or the bat song because I'm uh... but the interesting thing is uh, we had Batman we had Batman yesterday with the uh, or the other day with uh, the Rude or Rude Man or what's his name uh, from from the radio show? Like, from, remember, remember that? What the call recorder? Yeah, we had, uh, we had him in a call with, uh, the rude, the rule of law. There you go, the rule of law. Okay. Uh, radio show. Uh, well, that was interesting. Having him and Batman speak. With the car recorded? Huh? Car recorded? Yeah, I recorded. I think I'm going to post it up on YouTube. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's the so-called birthday today. Whatever that. Happy birthday, brother. Oh, yeah, yeah, allegedly. Allegedly, there you go. <laughs> yeah, Mikey, I, I heard about that so-called birthday allegedly on one of those old calls from years ago. I was thinking about you. Been thinking about that. Really? Yeah, man. You, you, yeah. The twelve, twelve came up. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's today, man. I was like, oh, allegedly twenty-five. Now I just. I was just counting the years. It's almost been 10 years I've been so-called, you know, down this path or whatever. Nine officially yeah. today. Next year's official. Next year's going to be 10 officially. Like, damn, where the years go by, man. Yeah, man, people can't. I, I tell people about you, Mikey, and uh, they can't believe you're that young. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you ever seen the movie? You ever seen the movie uh, The Loopers? Uh, I believe I've heard of it, but I don't recall. 
I'm the rain. I'm the rain man. The rain. I'm the rainmaker in that movie. In uh, Loopers, okay. I'll check that one yeah. out. Hey, did you? Kid, did, man, come to, he, little kid comes into it, man. He's gonna fucking destroy the whole. It's great. Yeah, and people are scared of him. He's just a little kid, but he's they're scared of him because he's bringing chaos to the system. Well, at least to their system. But check it out. I think you'll enjoy it. Does that have something to do with Caddy? Huh? Does it have something to do with a character by the name of Caddy? Uh, I don't recall. I failed to recall. I don't think so. Caddy's Long Walk? No? No, I don't think so. Okay, I'll just... It's it's uh like... What what move, What year are you talking about? 2012? Uh, it should, I think it is, should be 2012. Yeah, it should be around that. Oh, do you have a lot of fun on 1212? Huh? You had, a, you had a lot of fun in the uh, year 2012, 1212, 12, 12? Oh, yeah, man. That shit was crazy. I was like, damn, I must be lucky. Yeah, I think the movie's called Looper, 2012. Yeah, okay, I see it. Bruce Willis? Yep. Yeah, I remember 12, 12, 12. I remember it very clearly. The world ended for me at that time. Well, what? Which world? Well, the world that I thought that I was in. That 12, 12, 12 was. Uh, it was six or seven days after after the uh, one of the sons was kidnapped. Was was there an Armageddon going through your head during that that time, or what? An Armageddon. Well, it was definitely an, an apocalypse. It was the beginning of the. Uh, <laughs> it it was like a, a confirmation of um, a, an apocalypse that had begun a few years earlier. That it was like a tw- uh, twelve. Let's see, twelve five twelve is when the little one was uh kidnapped and uh that just uh that that quickened the awakening that i was experiencing in a big big kind of way yeah man so yeah so a lot was happening in in, in 2012 in the 12th month <laughs> did, that all, did, that, did that all work out for the best in the end absolutely absolutely everything yeah Continues to work out well. Yeah. Even the bad, even the bad is good. Could it be? I, I'd say, I think I'm not, I forget if that's how it goes, but I heard there's nothing bad out there. It's all good. Yeah. And the only way it's bad is, could it be, could it be, could it be, it's all about the perception one. One sees it like some people think bad, some bad stuff are good things, and some people see good things as bad things. I mean, these things don't happen to us, they happen for us. We, <laughs> it's gonna be for my court case on January 6th, even if I lose, I win because I get the experience. It's a win win either way. 
Yeah. Hey, yeah, go into it. The way I've gone, gone is these so-called court experiences is to uh, the so-called uh, mentor, if there is such a thing, said, hey, before you go in there, promise me to enjoy the moment. Mm -hmm. If you're not enjoying it, man, you're, you're, you're fucking yourself, man. That's it. Yeah. If you're not enjoying it, if you're not enjoying it, sounds like you're fucking fucking, you're going to fuck yourself up. And how lucky am I to have a softy one to practice with, right? Building code violations, tearing down a garage without a permit. Um, you know, how lucky am I? How lucky am I to have a soft one like that to practice on? Well, hey, what does that have to do with anything, though, brother? Yeah. Well, until you meet, until you meet the so-called claimant, what does it have yeah. to do with anything whatsoever? Yeah, why can't I meet him? I'm her. There you go. I actually went down to the courthouse there a few days ago. I I mentioned it to some of you guys on the Skype chat there. Just to, you know, just say, hey, I got this, uh, you know, some brother handed me this piece of paper and uh, just wondering how I can, you know, it's got a name on there I believe I've been known to use. Yeah, what do you guys need? You need some help with something here? What's going on? Brother didn't look too happy when he handed me that. When he, when he handed me that piece of paper, you know, someone, someone said, everyone okay here? Like, what's going on? And, you know, asked to speak to the claimant in that. Oh. Just, just to sort, just to sort of, you know, get a little taste of it, right? Yeah. Didn't really go anywhere because it's not till the sixth. She's like, oh, you know, well, sister. Well, tell, me, tell me something. So, so when the brother handed you the piece of paper, like, tell me about the brother that was handing you a piece of paper. What was? Well, did did you know him? Did you recognize him? I don't believe I've ever met him before. No. Ah, so why, so he didn't, did he know who you were? Like, did, did he recognize you? Well, he came to the, uh, he came to the house here. He, uh, I believe he, uh, had an idea of, you know, the address I've been known to use. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he, he called me by that, uh, called me by that name I've, uh, I believe I've been known to use. Um, I believe I've. I believe I responded in a, I should have responded in a different way than I did. Um, yeah. Did he, did, he, I, uh, did he call you by the name you've been known to use or did he put a title in front of it? Uh, no, he called me by the name. Yeah, he called me by the name. Yeah. Or he may he may have asked if I was if, that, if I was that name or if that was my name the usual right you know the, the tricky stuff and of course this is um, just a bit yeah they, they need they need you to they need you to say that name to give you whatever they need to give you yeah right and that, and and definitely I I would say I didn't handle that the way I should have I may have claimed something that I uh, didn't really. Uh, without really realizing it, I would say. How would you do it different? Uh, I would. I believe I would say that I believe I've been known to use that name, and uh, what evidence do you have that it is mine or that it is me? Would you? Would you? Would you? Would you ask a question and then 
and then ask another question? Or would you ask a question and wait for a wait for the answer? So I would probably say something along the lines of, I believe I've been known to use that name, which is not a question. And then I would follow it up with the question, what evidence do you have that it is me? Or it, and it depends on what question he, he would have asked first, because if he, if, if he had said, you know, are you so-and-so, are you name name versus, you know, is name name your name, right? Uh, and so I would be like, I believe I know to use that name and then followed up with the question that's mirroring whatever his question was, right? What evidence do you have that? And then pair it, it back to them, right? Well, a limb, it, can I call you a limb or? Yeah. What do you want to be called tonight? Because we've talked before. So you want to be called a limb tonight? <laughs> or yeah. AA? Or to me, brother. <laughs> a, limb, a, limb, a limb is great. Could it be? Could it be the brother? It, it was. He was offering you the opportunity to claim the name. Yeah. And, and he. It, it could it be that he's also offering you a piece of paper. I'm led to believe that's exactly what was going on. And so, could it be that you had the opportunity to accept or decline the so-called offer? Yeah, and I'm led to believe that too. Hindsight being yeah. hindsight being 2020. Well, it's just kind of like practice. Yeah, totally. That's, that's what we're, you know, we, we we get into these situations, I believe, because it's, we need practice. Mm -hmm. Part of the training, part of the training. Yeah. I understand. It's like a training program. Mm-hmm. Well, better yeah. way to learn than by doing. Yeah, so. Maybe you've just chosen to have this training program, and so that's what you're receiving. Could it be? Mm -hmm. Seems like it very well could be the next step in the training. Seems so to me. Yep. So you I'd have say, I'd, say, I'd say I'm quite good at dealing with uh, with these folks over like you know over paper through the mail. So could it be this is the next you know this is the next yeah, but this is the next level, and it's like you know, I'm just sort of being moved, moved, you know, by a, possibly by how power, if there's such a thing, to the next level. Right. right? It's kind of you've already beat the level. You've already beat, you've already beat the boss on level one. You need to be moved up to level two. Like, yeah, but I'm going to get my ass kicked at level two. Well, yeah, in the beginning, and then you know, see how it goes. Yeah. Well, could it be that? Uh... It's separating the wheat from the so-called chaff. And it's just a matter of how well, you know, which one that you were separated from, one from the other, that determines at what level one is at. Yeah, there you go. Start off at, start off like a, compu start off like a computer. You're gonna start off somewhere where you're at. And then as you go along the journey, you're going to start upgrading yourself like a system, and you're going to start upgrading yourself with the system actually uh, upgrading it itself. Therefore, uh, when you change your internal self, everything else changes without, you know. Um, mm -hmm. It's an interesting thing. Mm -hmm. What's interesting is, is in the process of upgrading the, the system, so to speak, 
the uh, you oftentimes come into contact with other programs that claim to not understand what it is that you're saying or doing. And that's, I believe that's has something to do with the, the idea that they are not themselves upgraded. And so they can't really get what you're doing or saying. And so they have to move you forward to the next one that may mm -hmm. understand, you know, they may understand that particular programming that you're operating at. If, if you listen to the, uh, the so-called uh, recordings that I put on, who is making the claim on YouTube? Yeah. You'll yeah, hear that. You'll, you'll hear people claiming to not understand, but I believe some of those are genuine uh, claims. They do actually do not understand or comprehend what it is I'm saying. And I believe some of those are, um, they're not sincere claims. They're what's called a false objection. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I believe the, I believe the majority truly just don't, you know, are used to like I think we were talking about last week about just the sort of the robotic kind of response is like okay, you know, when I ask like what's your name, you tell me it's not there's no like you know there's there's no hocus pocus going on behind the scenes when actually it appears there is some hocus pocus going on behind the scenes when you give someone your name you're actually giving you know they. In a sense, you know, depending on their their you know what their understanding is, they they take that as it being given to them like a gift that they can now that that it is now theirs and they can treat it however they want, right? It, you know, there's there's just there's just two different levels of of of, of operating, or multiple probably more than two levels of operating. There's multiple levels of operating. Yeah. Insofar as the automatons or the robots, so-called robots out there, that I wonder if they need to have the experience of being a robot, and that's what they need to go through. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And but the thing is, when you override that program, then and you will. You're going to override it if you if you stay on point with these questions. Uh, you're you're going to get in front of someone at some point that is going to get what you're doing, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and it doesn't mean that they're going to admit or confess to it, but it does mean that they're going to make certain that they administer the account properly. Mm -hmm. I I do believe. Yeah, and I do believe that our job isn't to get them to admit. Our job isn't to isn't to isn't to tear this thing down. Um, let it be what it is. It's here because it needs to be here. Um, and you know, you know, the, you 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 hopefully you know the idea is you reach the one who is going to honor what you're doing, but also you know keep that honor of of keeping the the, the larger system intact because you know it may be what is needed right now. You know, if I'm a product of that, then maybe that's the purpose is, is like as we said, the purpose is to separate the wheat from the shaft. Right? This the system is what does that. Isn't it? Yeah, but it and it seems like the this the so called separation process is 
it's not a group thing. At least that, right. I don't feel it's a group thing. It's it's a it's a very uh, singular awakening. Singular okay. meaning a case by case, so called case by case situation. It's not a group. It's it's this guy over here, this gal over here. They they start becoming aware. There's a there's an awareness that is elevated, and it okay. happens at that level it doesn't happen on the level of hey let's all get together and party it's right. very it's not it's not it's not one of those like look if we just all band together and stop right. paying our taxes then you know we'll be able to shut this whole thing down or whatever like it, right it, 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 you, it, don't, can, it don't work that way yeah the, the 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 what the one can shut the whole thing down for the one but everyone right. else it's it's like if you're going it's like every allegedly every man has to die uh and, and every man dies alone and every man has to be reborn again afterwards it's it's not a group project <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's a singular event mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And again, to meet parallels, you know, the spiritual, if you're a follower of any, you know, spiritual teachings or enlightenment teachings or anything like that, same idea. It's individual. It's individual. You can't, you can't awaken somebody else. You can't enlighten somebody else. Well, yeah. How, how, how could one enlighten anyone unless they themselves were enlightened in the first place? Mm -hmm. You know, how, how, how can I, I share the feast of the bread at the so-called table if, if the bread wasn't there to share in the first place? Yeah. This, is, this is how we come into the bread is through the experience, I, I feel. So, yeah, I'm feeling a little more relaxed about things... Uh, this week than I was last week. I know I was probably bugging you guys quite a bit last week, but I'm a little more relaxed about it. I'm probably going to head down to so-called court there um, for a day or two, just kind of hang out, see how things go. I'm curious about the mechanics of things, you know, sort of what happens first and what happens second, and like, you know, do they kind of just like call out a name or do they like... You know, when do you when do you stand up and say, you know, I'm I, I believe I've been known, you know, I've allegedly been known to use that name, and I believe there's been a mistake. Uh, you know, uh, I'll respond to being called a limb. Is there a claimant coming forth? When can I speak to them? I'd like to help settle matter honorably. How can I help? I mean, at what point do you? you know, I don't want to. I don't want to be like they're just looking to. You know, might just stand. You know, yeah, I don't really know sort of technically how things go, what the steps are. So I may go hang out there and just sort of. Get a feel for it, so I'm not surprised. Uh, I'm gonna cool. be surprised anyways. But. Yeah, our, our, our sounds our like you're gonna have a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey. Uh, when, when they ask, are you, are, are you the name? Are you? And then they say so-called name. I, I like to say. I've said it different ways. I do believe. Uh, I've said allegedly. Uh, I believe. I also, I've also said. Uh, 
So I've been told, brother. Right, which is nice because it just it's it says it's hearsay without saying it's hearsay, right? Right. Hey, Aiden, hey, can you make a suggestion, though, brother? Absolutely. If they if you start if they start the, if you start seeing them, they start getting a little bit, you know, going round and round with the name thing. All you gotta do is just ask them. Would it make you happy if I told you yes? And if they say yes, that would make me happy. Mm-hmm. Do as they say. You do as they say. Say yes. And then you you end it with a question. Yes. Is that better? Or does that help you out? Or you happy now? You put it right. back on them. You don't get, o- get over the fucking people. I don't know why people have a trouble sometimes getting over that fucking name bullshit. But the name thing... It's just there as a procedure for them. As long as you're saying it's some sort of weight that puts the burden on them. Hey, if I say yes, because sometimes they're just asking you, I need a yes or no. I don't need, if you've been known to use that name, all I need is a yes or no. And then I just look at them and just ask them. If if I if I answer the question, you know, if I told you yes, would that help settle the matter? Or if I told yeah. you yes, would that help you out? Yes, that would help me out. Okay, cool. Yes. And then you end up with a question. As soon as you say the, whatever they told you, you end up with a question. Does that help? Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. What's the next? I, I like right. that. I like that. Does that? Does or, that or, not, you I mean... or you could even put your terms in there. Hey, brothers, sisters, if if I if I if I if I told you yes, can we move forward? Can we move forward from this? Yeah. Okay. Well, how about um, if I said yes, can, you know, can can I speak? If I said yes, can I speak to the claimant? Oh, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Does that, does, that, does that help me speak to the claimant? Counter offer, right? Yeah. Counter offer exactly. As soon as you start hearing, as soon as you start hearing, they they don't answer your question. They reflect it with some other question. They start going some other route. That shows to go, man. And then you just take it back and be like, "Whoa!" But you didn't answer the question, sisters, brother. Where's the claimant? And then they start bringing up charges. Blah 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 blah. Why bring that up? Who told you that? I have yet anybody here making any claims like that. You hear anybody here making any claims like that? Well, who's the claimant here making those claims? Hey, Olivia. Who's the claimant? Are you the claimant? Yeah, brother. Uh, what so called uh, state is this allegedly in? Well, this is Canada, Ontario. Ah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, are, are you able to record your stuff? <laughs> I believe I saw signs, a lot of signs around that place saying no recording, no cell phones, strictly prohibited, all that fun stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You believe everything you read? No, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends on who you ask, right? Well, do you, do you, do you have any uh, so-called uh, acquaintances or 
friends that, that can go in there with you. And, and so maybe there would be three or four, maybe 10 different audio recorders. Not really. No. No, nobody that, nobody, this, it, this is. Yeah. It, hey, Toto, could it be all recorded in his head? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and just uh, give us your experience. I will believe you. Yeah. <laughs> but but could it be could it be that a limb could also record with all those other recorders? <laughs> I'll work on that one. I like my 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 uh my priority is to is to deal with the matter. But it would be cool to record it for sure. It would be. It would be cuz uh I'm led to I'm I'm led to believe that the uh the guys dressed in the black pajamas, the so-called judge mm -hmm. and all those guys they, they record this this stuff heavily and and they refer back to it and they learn they learn how to deal with such things by by means of these recordings. And I, I believe what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Could it be? Could it be? Could it what be? Think, could it be it's for training and quality assurance purposes? Oh, 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 oh. could it be? Could it be Mike has been talking to one too many debt collector? Uh, we'll say that again. Could it be Mike has been talking to one too many so-called debt collector? Uh, could it be? <laughs> could, it, could it be? Could it be a limb that that you're going to be talking to a debt collector, but he calls himself Judge? <laughs> Exactly, all they are. Could it be they're none of that and they're just your brothers and sisters? <laughs> yeah, how about that? Hey, if there's no one claiming a debt is owed, then what we got to talk about, brothers and sisters, let, let, let's go hang out and party. Yeah, exactly. Let's, let's, how was everyone? The, let's get this show. Yeah. How was everyone's weekend? <laughs> yeah. I hear Alim, I, I hear that love I hear that love conquers all. What do you think? Should I bring donuts and coffee, Judge? Hey Alim, how long, how long have you been listening to this uh, so-called philosophy that we're talking about, this Batman philosophy? How long have you been on them? Yeah, I, I would say on and off for yeah, three, four years, but intensely for two weeks. Yeah. Does it does it resonate with you, like? 
it, it, does this make sense to you? Does it does it go to the core of the so-called art space? I would say yes. Um, the the uh, the only the thing the, the thing that has stopped me from diving in deeper up until this point is just is it's just more of a fear of being in that environment that court environment and asking these really sort of um awkward or like questions that you know i know are going to even though i'm not even though the intent is not combative um i know it's going to be you know getting folks yelling or screaming or calling me names or surrounding me by you know guards or whatever um it's just you know so i just sort of prefer to stick to you know paper processes uh, to this point. But like I said, I've been so now this one slipped by and it's it's moved, you know, it's it's, it's been pushed into this more advanced um, realm. Uh, so I guess this is where I gotta, I guess this is where I gotta, I mean, I take that a sign that this is where I need to focus now, you know? So if, if, okay, and so within this so-called uh, purview, so-called court situation, if people were to start getting upset towards you and, and start sending you negative energy regarding, like in response to you questioning things, how would you deal yeah. with that? I mean, I, 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 I'd, like, I'd like to think I would keep a, a cool head and slow down and breathe and listen carefully um, the trouble is, you know, that that's easier said than done. Um, I, I would say maybe partially just my personality or my upbringing is just not, um, not, um, great in those kinds of authority situations is not great at like, you know, standing my ground and asking those questions. It's more like just, you know, caving and just sort of whatever, like, getting rolled over, right? Okay, so when you say standing my ground, what do you mean by my ground? Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, I see what you mean. So like, I guess just keeping that, keeping in mind that, um, uh, well, the biggest thing is probably for me the you know breaking that habit of not just making claims right like it's just it's just a very natural you know, way of speaking in a common you know just common everyday circumstances where we you know we say my this and my that and you know we talk about things in in that way um if we don't really you know really think about it as making claims that are going to now you know uh, bring you a liability for for a charge or something because of that claim. So that um, you know, in a in a in a time of uh, like in a sort of a more stressful situation, those you know, it, it's it's that much harder to to sort of break out of that uh, that habit. I would say that you know. Well, okay, okay. So are you in the habit of of saying my? I mean, and when you say my, when you like invoice it when you express this idea of this is mine or that's mine, does mm -hmm. that feel right to you at this point to, to, to claim ownership? Doesn't, of that, 
Doesn't that feel weird just saying my though? I, I have a hard like nowadays. I have a hard time even saying my because just when I say it, it sounds oh like I get like this on like this burden like ugh. Yeah, 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 exactly. So so we're and 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 we're not saying that you got to feel weird about it, Alim. I'm just curious to know where you are on that. I mean, would you know, insofar as like okay, so when if if one were to say it's mine, so it's my name. It's it's you know my kid or my house, so that's in the head. But in the heart, you know, you've got like uh, the head part and the in the heart in the heart space, the head space and the heart space. How does that feel at the heart level when you say something is mine, or when someone says, "Hey, is this yours? Is your name this?" How do you feel like in the heart space on that? Well, I mean, I, it it doesn't feel strange or foreign or objectionable at all. Um, it feels like just a norm. It just feels like a very normal, you know, thing to say. Well, okay. Okay. So, in the headspace, does it does it make sense that you have a thing? Does it make sense that if you were to say that is my name, does that make sense in the headspace or intellectual area? Is it? I guess it depends. On, I guess it depends on how hard I think about it. I mean, well, like literally, like literally, like like take this to the uh, the very base level. I have mm -hmm. a name. So from right. a, from an intellectual purview, the question that I would then ask is, how does one have a name? How can I have a name? Like how? Like like for example. If the name that I've been known to use is John, and I were to claim that that's my name, well, okay. So what about all the other people that use the name? All the John? other Johns. Sure. Yeah. They not? Did they not also have the name John? I mean, see, see the intellectual challenge that's presented there. Oh, oh absolutely, totally. Like I said, when, it depends on how when you think about when I think about it in that way. Totally, I see, I, I see that. Like, how could I possibly? Have, how could that name be mine? Does that mean that everybody else with this name, which I know like four other Alim, does that mean that like they can't be like they, they that you know, they have to do they like owe me something because they're using that name or like what if one of them was using it before me like do I owe them something because I was using that name like how did it, it make it's ridiculous. Well, what's interesting too, uh, I, I believe is uh, they don't in insofar as the experiences that I have been through. And this is like a, of a firsthand nature. They've I've never been asked what name do you use, or what name do you go by. Even none of that. It's always the same two questions: Are you the name, and or is your name this? Right. And then they provide the name. They never yeah. talk about the use. Yeah. Okay. And so. Yeah, so getting back to the original idea here is intellectually, it's it feels very weird to me, but also at the heart level, the heart space, like the emotive, it's just completely strange to claim that I have a name or to, to claim that I have anything at all. So, and it's... But then that's this is years of being involved in these. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say that it takes you some time to get there. 
Yeah, but it's yeah, but I I believe I put myself in these tussles and in these so-called uh, alleged controversies in order to have these experiences so I can better so I can get um, a basis for this so-called reality. The only the only the only way out is in. Yeah. <laughs> it's going in into it and going inside yourself because that's where all the answers rely on. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That, yeah, and that's, that's why the other night, uh, I don't know, if you, I believe you were on the call the other night, and I was like, I was, it, something really struck me about the the one who was talking about, he, he said, hey, what I want to do is keep people out of jail. And I was really, maybe that wasn't the time to talk about that, but I was like, why do you want to keep people out of jail? And what was jail like for you? Because jail can be a time of immense inwardness. You, you, you get you get a, a period of time in which you can go deep to the inside and you can really explore. And to deny someone that could be very detrimental to their development, I believe. Yeah, I've been, I've been in there. I've been in there and I've learned a lot. It's really funny, man. You know the way I, the way I uh, allegedly grew up is is you know courts and jails were so foreign, like we're so a different world from the world I grew up in. It was like it was something to be you know feared, and it was like a shame. Like if anybody, if you you know if you got to deal with something like court or like God forbid, like jail, that was you know it was it was. Yeah, it was a shameful thing, you know. Um, and it wasn't until I was much older that I, you know, I, I met, met people who were like, you know, almost almost accustomed to that, almost accustomed to these, you know, these circumstances and these environments. And it was, yeah, it was just so odd. It was just so odd for me, always growing up. It wasn't just. A, it was just wasn't a daily. It wasn't a daily. It wasn't on the. It wasn't on the radar, man. You know. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Even now, I still see that sometimes people are still like, "Oh, fear the courts and blah blah blah. Fear the IRS; they're gonna come after you." You know, can't get away from from bro- the bro- big brother. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, I guess so, people have you know, people have their own program they they have to buy to. So, so the ones that you're referring to that are accustomed to being in the so-called cage, mm-hmm. did you determine? Okay, when you think back on that, are those are those people? Were they in there for? Uh, did did they did they were they in there because they harmed the brother or the sister, or were they in there because they said, "Hey, I'm not going to be obedient to a, you know, I'm not going to ask for permission to so-called travel." something like that where the state yeah I think, yeah more in between you know these more like statue type of situations which or you know these allegations which is like you know rules where like you really don't you're not necessarily harming someone 
um, like another man or woman, but, you know, there's a, it's the kind of thing where, you know, trafficking or, you know, larceny or assault and shit like that. Well, maybe not assault because that's, but, you know, um, things where it's like, you know, you broke a rule. You didn't hurt anybody, but you broke a rule, right? You know, because there's so many rules that are like made for, you know, quote unquote safety, um, really like to prevent us. There's, there's, there's way more rules that like to prevent us from, you know, getting hurt or hurting ourselves, you know, um, that it'd almost be easier to just take them away and, you know, let the occasional hurt happen, you know, like speeding is a great example of that. Speeding, you know, is all this whole system of the posted speed limits and the cops that are enforcing and like the whole, the tickets and all of that stuff, you know, is, is really so overkill when you, you know, versus just like letting people, you know, drive what speed they want. And if the occasional idiot does something and, you know, somebody gets hurt, I mean, it sucks, but uh, does that, is it worth like the, the, the amount of, effort and resources that we throw at, you know, preventing people from getting hurt. I don't know. Well, go ahead, Mikey. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, finish off. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it, it sounds like you're coming into contact with people, uh, that some of them are a harm to self or others, and some of them are just basically a harm to uh, the so-called belief system that that many people call the, the state or the country or the crown or whatever, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know with the, everybody's got these different descriptors for, you know, some uh, tooth fairy dude, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so yeah, there's a lot of people that, you know they're 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 on the trajectory they need to be on in order to have the experience they need to have in order to learn the lesson that they came here to learn i feel yeah and um you, what we're talking about here this evening uh it's there's there's just it's amazing the people who cannot hear what's being said they can't hear what's being said because it's going to interrupt with fix the experience that they need to have I feel, and so it's mm-hmm. for the ear. It's for the ears that can hear, and it's in 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 even insofar as 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 the one that I'm speaking to right now. It's for your ears to hear in the way that you experience it, to learn what you came here to learn, mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's such a singular thing. It's such a it's such a, a nuanced thing. No, no one else can come in and do this for you. You have to do it yourself and you have to experience this as a brand new thing all by yourself. We all have to do it. We all have to do it. And it's, it's a little bit scary, but, but you just pass through, you let it pass through you. Yeah. Yeah. The thing about it is when you're being, I'm not to believe when you're being all, you're being alone, you're doing experiences, boom, boom, boom. Then you have the experience to share, hey, I've done it this way. Maybe it can work out for you guys, you know, and then pass it along. Therefore, yep. 
instead of being alone, when you're alone, you're becoming the creation of becoming all one, you know, alone. Take that word apart and bring it into all one. And you're never alone because mm-hmm. we're all one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, so to give you an example of that, this the, the one that uses the name Ivan and Alex and Mikey, they were all with me when I was going through the so-called trials and tribulations. All alone. <laughs> and since then, I believe I've shared many, many different court cases, so-called court cases, and other people have listened to those, and they experienced their court, so-called court cases with the court cases hearing the voice that I've been known to use, and it helped them get through to a good place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure the very first thing I'm going to do, you know, one way or the other, is get back and uh, throw up some messages that you at you guys on Skype to let you know how it went down. So that's you know, yeah. the first thing when I'm going to do it? is be like, hey guys, oh January sixth. All right, cool. Yeah, can't wait to hear, it, man. Just mm-hmm. Keep it simple. Don't talk, don't talk at all. Just actually just go in there. Say just a couple of sentences. Hey, how you doing? In the mm-hmm. matter of the name I use, in the matter of the name I allegedly use, how can I help you guys today here in this yeah. beautiful day? Now, when you, do we actually say in the matter of the name or do you actually say the name? Like, what is it in the matter of the name of the name you use or is it in the matter of the name I like to bring it up. I like to bring in the matter of the name I allegedly use. I like to bring in the matter of the name I allegedly use, yeah. But without saying the name itself, without actually saying the name. Ah, and then just stay silent. Find out what they want. Find out what they say. Mm-hmm. I, just, I keep it short and say in the matter of the name I allegedly use. I believe there's been a mistake. How can I help you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh man, it's just like the debt collector calls that I put up on who's making the claim. It's the same thing. They're looking, they're looking for somebody to uh, to make claims so that that someone else can discharge any of the so-called charges in the matter of the name that you've been known to use. They're looking for a claimant. To, to help them with that. And if there isn't one, then it's their job as so-called administrators, I believe, to go ahead and discharge that matter, to zero out the so-called account in the matter of the name. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. To date, I've never met uh, an attorney, which in the courtroom is just attorneys. Even the judge is, is an attorney, typically. And if not, then he <clears throat> he's very close with one that controls him. I believe yeah. they never they've never disputed this idea of you know it's it's logically it, it's a logically coherent so-called position 
the, the question, and they oftentimes consider questions to be an argument or a position, but they consider this a logically coherent question. How can one own such a thing, a name, question mark? They'll never, they'll, they never sit there and try and answer that question. They just move on because they can't go into this place. This is the place mm -hmm. that a man can go in. No representative of man can go into this place. No so-called attorney. No one self-representing can even go into this place. Yeah? Because one that represents the name is different from one who uses the name. That's why they ask you in the, in the courts, they say, oh, so you're not going to get an attorney. So then are you going to be are you going to be representing yourself for this uh, action? Because they're, they're going to be happy if you are representing the name or the, the self mm -hmm. or by hiring an attorney. Both of those require one thing. I do believe and I believe that one thing is an actor. Both of those options require an actor in order to move that court. But if you're just using the name, there's no actor showing up. So how can they go about the play? Could it be? Yep. <clears throat> right. You got. You got to actually put. Okay. What? I said they're going to want you to consent to either one to move forward. Oh, what's going on? Hold on, hold on. Everybody, Angela Stark's having her last call today. No oh, way. Fuck, her last call? Yeah, she's doing, she's having her last call finally after so many years. Wow. Today's her last night. I want to go actually. I'll be back if you, all right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go just drop by and just say wish her well. I'll be right back. Okay, Mikey. What was the, the guy that said before that? They're going to want you to consent to one or the other before they go forward? Can you elaborate yeah, on that a little bit, please? That's what it's going to come down to. It's going to come down to consent. They're going to say, you know what I mean? Either you're going to have an attorney they're going to need your permission on that, or they're going to need your permission no matter what to move forward. They're going to play the game with you. Mm. Question is, question is, is he going to be asking the right questions, or is he going to be asking the wrong questions at that point? So they're looking for consent. They're going to play the game with you. Sounds like they're going to be asking some questions too, right, brother? Yeah, Mikey, but the whole thing that gets me most of the time is when they say, how do you plea? Like, what if it don't, I mean, what what if it goes further? No, no, no. No, no, no. Sorry. They only ask you, how do you plea if you already made a claim somewhere? They don't ask you, how do you plea? Oh, uh, okay, okay. Well, Okay, but is it salvageable at that, after that point? They're going to call your name up, and then you're going to go to the stand, I mean, well, go to the whatever, 
then they're going to get to talking, and then they're going to say, well, how do you plead? Just to move for it to be like a trial or something. But most time, when you go to court the first time, they're going to say that this ain't a trial or nothing like that. So, so after they, mm-hmm. they get to plead, then they're going to want to move forward. Right, first appearance, yeah. Mike, you still on here? I'm still on here. Okay. What was the question? I said, I mean, you said that part, but this might be like his, his first time going in there. They want to know how he pleads for, for the thing to either go to a trial or whatever the case may be, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So you saying that the brother got to stay on point, I mean, before that even takes place, right? Right, yeah. Not to go to court? No, what I'm saying is if it goes, if if they ask you how do you plea, chances are you must have led them to believe that you needed to plea somewhere. Um, But they usually don't ask, they usually don't ask you that question. They don't ask you that question at all if you're staying on point. When they start asking you questions, what's your name? When you mean your, you mean the one I use, brother? You know, shit like that. Changing the def, you know, like questions like that, they'll start. They know you by your fruits in a sense. You know, they don't know you. But talk is cheap. They're not. If you see, if you can claim you're peaceful and all, but they're there. Fuck being peaceful. Are you acting peaceful? Are you peaceful? Mm-hmm. Huge difference between someone just saying shit and someone actually doing it. Like in yeah. the Bible, it says, don't, don't be a drifter, be a doer, or something like that. Is your tone peaceful? Right, it's your tone, especially, yeah, your your tone of voice, everything, because your voice is everything. Your voice actually speaks from the heart, um, you know, and it's uh, something that, uh, even the scripture, you know, any man who listens to my voice listens to the truth. Um Something about the the atonement, you know, a tone mind. You gotta have a tone mind, atonement. It's the, I think it's in the scriptural. It's a reconciliation, the payment, the repayment. It's like, well, like if anybody asks for the um, is, is the claimant here? They most likely they will say it's the state, or not going to be the state. Then they'll say, all right, well. We we have to set this for trial, and then the person will come in. You know what I mean? Like like, like on Dominic's situation, when Dominic had court, a couple times Dominic stayed on point. Then they kept saying, "Well, we have to bring the lady in here, and, and she'll show up next time." You know what I mean? But then they wind up changing the judge and everything too. Like, well, the thing is, I think with the thing about Dominic is he was talking too much, and. Um, he was asking the wrong questions, some of us believe. Um, and that, and that's what got him to where where it got him. Even to the second round, he still asked. Even when he went before the lady, there was a time where he could, you know, some questions he could have asked better, but he just talked too much. The thing about it is, he probably wasn't listening. You know, you got you to gotta listen more. You got to listen more than you speak. Anything. Most of the time, it's the most important thing to do is just to listen. Shut the fuck up and listen, and then just t- and then just respond back as to why the fuck they believe what they believe. 
Right, yeah. It's it's listening. Listening after you ask the question. This is key. Don't ask another question until mm -hmm. the previous question has been addressed, responded to, answered. Yeah. Right. And so make sure the answer because hold on, hold on, hold on. Make sure they answer the question because it, sometimes they don't even answer your question. They start going into some other realm and they start thinking, seeing if you're gonna go into that realm with them. When you can bring it back and say, wait a minute, that didn't answer the question though. You know, it's kinda like in the movie it's The like Matrix, a you know. Yeah, it's like in the movie The Matrix, you know, when he's before the uh construct, you know, he's basically telling him um he's asking the the architect, the the guy some questions and then he reflects on neil some other questions and then neil comes back and tells him wait a minute come back you didn't answer the first question though you know you got to come back to it and then and then the architect the architect the construct guy actually says whoa that's crazy you're one of the first mm -hmm. in the few who actually you're one of the few who actually caught that because mm -hmm. not a lot of people catch that. you know they reflect a the question they go to some other ones and then they see if they're going to buy into it it's like so a blockchain. I mean, how do you know like you said too much? Say that again? How would you know if you actually said too much? When you start adding to their question, that's when you start knowing you got it too much. When you start when they when, when they answer when they answer you you're trying to answer back with a question but you're adding to that to that question you know it shouldn't be like that therefore also one thing I notice is when it goes when it goes wrong is when you're trying to prove a point why why prove a point why try to prove a point like there is one only people who got to prove a point is the claimants why go there you literally got like you literally got to go into like a village idiot and people actually, I've been hearing some people actually go into those courtrooms and claim I'm an idiot. I don't, I don't, I'm an idiot judge. I don't understand anything here. <laughs> and then, first of all, an idiot. How do you know? How do you know you're an idiot unless you know what an idiot is? Second of all, talk is cheap. You claiming you're an idiot is irrelevant. You know, it's fucking, it's pathetic. I'm just like these people are going and they're saying they're idiots. I'm just like, wow. Idiots are Mikey, I was told I was an idiot. <laughs> well, see, that's different. <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> that's a different approach. <laughs> it's substantially uh, different, but it's not really on point. Maybe, yeah, I was told I was an idiot. Maybe you can uh, confirm that, Judge. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! You see the, the the different the difference between what we're doing and everyone else is 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 the question mark. It's the tone. It's we're not claiming anything. We're not bringing bringing alleged facts or so-called facts in. Why would we? Is it is yeah, it our job to bring facts in? Sounds like the one who has an issue has to yeah. have the the burden, you know. Right. It's it's right. Uh, so, allegedly on some of them YouTube calls I've noticed 
brothers, you know what I mean, like the cars with like real short <laughs> debt collectors and all that. So you actually like mean to do that, right? Allegedly. Mean to do what? Just to see how far you can actually get with them. I mean, when it, well, when you can't get past the name, you say, all right, you know what I mean? Well, if the person comes forward or whatever, you know what I mean? Tell them to call, blah, blah, call this number or whatever. Uh, no, no. Hey, brother, it's it's if the claimant shows up, have them call this phone number that I've been known to use. So on that point, most likely the, the claimant won't call you and then they will like leave you alone. That's more like a uh, um, cease and, and cease and desist. Well, okay. The, the mindset that I use is that if there is a claimant, then they will be calling me. And if they do not do so, then could it be there is no claimant? Could it be that this was just a mistake? Oh, okay. Could it be the could it be the claimant can't can't actually speak? The claimant doesn't have a voice, and therefore can't be heard, can't be recorded. What could, just, what, what could it be? Could it be that a there is no claimant, or b if there was a claimant, he's forgiven? Could it be could it be simple as an impossibility? It's not required. There you go. So we have no claimant. We have a forgiven claimant. And we have a mistake. Oh. And we have an impossibility. Oh, well, they're happy to but tell the, you who the claimant is. Right? But if the claimant, the claimant is the city of such and such, state of such and such, is it just, yeah, that's the claimant. Well, the, the, we'll question, make, the thing of it is, can we, when can, when can I meet them? Well, let's bring it to you. Let, let's bring it to me, okay? Or to the one that I'm speaking to right now. If you mm -hmm. are in an agreement, and had a meeting of the minds with another man. And, you know, you're going to lend some money or you're going to give some money with the agreement that you would give it back at a certain point. You would you would be in contact with that man and that man would be in contact with you in an honorable purview. Right. Mm -hmm. there, there would be a, there would be a meeting of the minds and there would be follow up and there'd be communication. There would be execution of the agreement. There'd be performance going on. And these people that call call the, the, the so-called phone number that I've been known to use, and they say, you owe money. Well, I just have a few questions for y'all. And if they were serious uh, so-called creditors, then those questions would easily be answered. There would be no playing around. It's like, hey, we agreed at this time, at this place, and, and for this amount, in this currency, what's owed. But they, don't, they can't even get past the name, y'all. So what does that tell you about the so-called claimant? Could it be there isn't one? Or when they tell you, or when they tell you, when they tell you, you know, a beautiful part about it all is when they tell you, well, you can't speak, you can't speak to the, to the company, you can't speak to the to the corporation. And then I just I just turn around and be like, hey, how the fuck did you figure that? How did you figure that out? Yeah. You know? Well, hey, hey, what what did they say? Hey, you can't you can't speak to the claimant because the claimant's a company. I said, okay, that's cool, but can I speak to him? 
Why have it after? Why not? Because they won't. They won't say that uh, Mr. Prosecutor over here is the representative of the claimant. Okay, so what's that got to do with me and the claimant having a meeting of the mind? There you go. Okay. It's really difficult. I think I think it's important to acknowledge the difficulty when we're speaking to a, a so-called debt collector. That we we should acknowledge that you, it, it's difficult for people to come to grips with the what I believe is the fact that you is the name. They're speaking to the name on the piece of paper that's in front of them on a computer screen or you know actually a piece of paper that's been produced from some kind of computer database. When they say you, they're looking at the name, the apparition. Well, and could it be, could it you can draw it out of them by asking questions. You know, or when you say you, are you speaking to me, the one speaking to you? There you go. And you yeah, can draw you them out of that. You can bring them into 3D or multidimensionalism as opposed to two-dimensional. Well, because you're changing the, you're ch at the moment, right? That's why everything in the moment is beautiful because you can change it anywhere it is right there and then, even the words. What do you mean by that? You mean this over here? Mm -hmm. See, you already switched it up. You already did like a little trick on them. You don't even realize it. If you can consider it. Yeah, because it's it's and for for those for those that are listening to this that's ever been into us in, in a so-called actual court situation, you've probably been invited to many court hearings, and these so-called court hearings, it's actually true to the to the name the hearing. Did they want to? What are they listening for at a hearing? They're listening for the claims. Okay, it's people who are coming forward and claiming stuff, they want to hear. And, and and so who's who who is the we? Well, I've been led to believe that the we is like a banking institution or a financial institution. And the one who rep represents that thing is called a judge. He's a man. And he wears the title of judge. He wears these these black pajamas. And he is there to hear the claims that are being put forth. And he's trying to discern whether or not, you know, what, what the facts are. So what happens when a man goes in there and makes no claims whatsoever? What is he hearing from a man who makes no claims? Nothing. Well, he's, he's, he's hearing questions, but he's not mm -hmm. hearing someone who's willing to bear the burden of proof. I don't believe. And so what does he have to work with? What does he have to work with when there's an attorney on one side, okay, who has no firsthand knowledge, and he's saying this, that, and the other. And on the other side is a guy just asking questions. He's making no claims whatsoever, not to the name, not to any details of the, of the alleged case, to nothing at all. He just wants to know who's making the claim, who with firsthand knowledge is making a claim that uh, there's an alleged charge on the name I've been known to use, allegedly. What situation, when people proceed this way, what situation is the judge now in? What does he, what can he do? How can he move forward? 
when there's no claimants. This is the situation you're putting these people in when you go in there, making no claims, asking relevant questions, and staying on point, and never, ever remaining silent. And these just probably have reactions like all over the, you know, ranging all over the board, right? Some of them like cool about it or finding it funny or even like, you know, secretly like, you know, in admiration of what you're doing to like some of them just, you know, spazzing and throwing fits. Well, I believe from the experiences of a firsthand nature that I've been through and also listening to other people's firsthand experiences, which is a hearsay of a hearsay nature. The only reason the judges come off that bench is because they've lost control. They can't, something has entered the, the so-called court, what they believe the court, there, there's something that's entered the court and, and it's thrown the thing off. It's like a three-legged stool without, without. There, there's only two of the three legs showing up and the judge doesn't know what to do. He can't even be a judge at that point. So he's free to come off the bench and make accusations and act like a prosecutor, et cetera, and, and throw all kind of insults and stuff in order to effect a claimant. And when that doesn't work, there's, the court can't move forward. Mm -hmm. Can it? Unless there's two or more claimants. I can't imagine how it could. So it sounds it sounds like there's some people on the call that are, are newer. They're not totally familiar with all this, and there's some there's some so-called veterans as well. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, who else is on here? Stand up, introduce there's, yourself. There's more people showing up. They're they're chilling out. They're they're listening. They're trying to gain some. Uh, oh yeah. Something or another. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, good to have them on here. Maybe they can hear it out. Well, I'm idiot. I just came on when you were talking about idiots. Oh, what made you come on here? You hear the name uh, or something? Because Angela's last call just finished up and money mike said uh you guys were over here i thought you guys were like earlier today but sounds like you're here now yeah man angela that's crazy man fucking angela after 10 fucking years yep. yeah angela man what a breakout god bless her god bless her kids everything What's going on with Angela? Batman going. We got Batman going now. We got Angela going. A new generation, I guess. Time for the time for the fresh blood to come in here. Let me tell you. What's, hey, what's up with Angela? For those that don't know, Angela. Yeah, she just ended. Um, he decided to end the call, and she ended her call tonight a little while ago, and. Uh, 
yeah, she can't do it anymore right now. So um, she says she might be back in the future, but uh, right now it's not happening. So Angela Stark. It was called My Private Audio. Uh, she has her own website also called myprivateaudio.com, uh, which is we'll, cool we'll stuff up and running. <clears throat> so she she has nothing more to share. Is that what I'm hearing? Uh, yeah, I mean it's getting it's getting harder for her to do it. Uh, she's been on the show on the call for ten plus years now. It's not that she has nothing more. She just she's just gonna stop for a while. Yeah. Is there any is is there any particular reason? Like um, <clears throat> for two and a half years, she needs to do something different. She said. Still take With care of her son. Yeah, she still take care of her son too. Yeah. Yeah, still taking care of the son. I figured it was that reason she wasn't making the calls. Probably. She's burnt out. Yeah. Burnt out like a lot of us. And we go up through ups and downs. She's going through a down. Well, maybe she's just taking a little bit of time off, you know, just just a little chill, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could it be like he's doing she's just so. fasting? Maybe she's just fasting, talk show. Yeah, there you go. She'll probably be back in in the future, you know. Plus the plus this new talk show uh, is not uh, easy to control, and it's just not and it's not as easy to to maintain with that there, uh, which I agree with because uh, <coughs> the new talk show is kind of uh, kind of weird. Apparently, apparently uh, also I found out that uh, emails don't get saved more like the old talk show was, and you could just e- you know immediately and, and then and then automatically you know people would be invited or something like that, but then. When you had to open a new call on this, or like when you like um, do a call, like a future call, you got to still invite people on the list. You got to have a list that you already have made, and it's just it's tedious. <clears throat> so that's one of the other things. Well, it seems like, it seems like uh, when it's when it's time to share, one shares, and when it's not time to share, one does not share. That's there. You go. When the student when the student is ready, the teacher will be there. And until then, time is not right. That won't be right. There you go. So um, that's it. Yeah. So um, what did I, did I miss anything uh, when I was gone there? Uh, I was trying. Um, I know I was trying to get back in here, but um, I had to finally get back. I had to come in on my Mac. I'm having problems with my PC. All of a sudden, I can't get on the call. But uh, I don't know if what I missed uh, was uh, what you guys talked about earlier. I don't know if it was important or not, but uh, I'll recap, I guess. Just just shooting the shit, brother. Okay. Hey, you got it. Hey, well, what uh, is happening with uh, Angela? Because I suspect it's uh, what a lot of us know as karma. She was there for a period of time, and she presented a lot of speakers who taught a lot of truth, 
if you're willing to accept the truth, you learn something. And if you weren't willing to accept the truth, well, you languish in the dark. What is that? What is that truth, Texas Mountain? What's truth? What is truth? That is a good question. Hey, could truth be whatever one perceives in the moment? I would think uh, that would be true. <laughs> I think that would be the truth. <laughs> what if, What if the truth is when two or more genuinely and honestly agree to a thing. Could that be the truth? Hey, could, it be, could, it be, could it be that's just what happened? Well, I don't know. I think it was Money Mike that was talking. I'm sorry my volume's not well on my phone tonight. But uh, <clears throat> you had a bunch of guys in Germany in the 30s that agreed on certain principles that I don't believe were the truth. Some of them were, most of them weren't. So I don't know whether that uh, would hold true about uh, two or more agreeing on something being the truth. But enlighten me, I, I could be very wrong. This is like a well, like a seriously deep subject. We should we should have just a show on what is the truth. What do you think? Well, I'm game. It's truth, brother. I was asked that one time when I was in a so-called jail by the so-called sheriff. And I didn't answer. But looking back on it, I would answer differently at this point. Yeah, ask him what is the term. Ask the sheriff in return, what is your truth? Well, I, I think it this, I would have probably asked him the same way. <laughs> It could have been when two and one agree on a thing. And he he was of the opinion that I should be in jail, and I don't believe I was of that opinion. So I guess we hadn't achieved truth at that particular point. <laughs> yeah, would that mean it wasn't true that you're supposed to be in jail? <laughs> Well, <laughs> I, I, I I feel like he was trying to separate the wheat from the chaff to be to be present in the moment. He he was trying to separate the wheat from the chaff. He's trying to figure out what I was. Mm -hmm. At the same time, perhaps he was trying to figure out what he was. Could it be? Yo yo, I'll be right back. I'm gonna call Larry. I'm gonna put him on on here. I don't know why he can't get on here, but it's been a while since I heard him on talk show. I'll be. I'll call back right now. Give me a second. Yeah. I just heard of truth.
in the definition of another word. Ask, ask the judge if he's a bureaucrat. You know what the definition of a bureaucrat is? That leaves you guys? A waste of space. Um, that's not a bureaucrat, someone who believes not getting busted in a lie is the same thing as telling the truth. Someone told me that uh, truth was uh, uh, belief with excuses thrown in. <laughs> a long time ago. I think there was a comedian that said that one time. I think that comedian was a little off the rocker, though. But uh, oh well. <laughs> but aside from that, hello to everyone else on this call. Mm. Hello to Alim, seven one nine, Texas Mountain Trust Law Man. Uh, use welcome user. I don't know. I guess I see some people. Welcome. How you doing, Gazoo? Woodlets, oh, you should get on and have some fun. Or Woodlet, wood, wait a minute, what is it says? Oh, Woody Tex, oh, my bad. <laughs> okay, I gotta get my dad or I can take care of her. Joshua, G3 and G7, G1, aka guest 16, 7, and 3. And uh, I'm sure that adds up to something if you're into numerology. <laughs> Where did Mikey go? I hate when that happens. Mikey's just trying to grab Larry. Oh, okay. <clears throat> How's it going, Dusty? I know you're not on right now, but uh, I know you're listed. Now. Hey, I'm back. For what hey, it's I... worth. <laughs> Who's there? <laughs> it's like a new cab service. Who's there? <laughs> Ten years, man, damn. The only one that's the only other call that's been on as long was uh talk shoe user support. <coughs> and uh mm. trust me, Angela <laughs> Angela is a lot lot better uh lot more better information than user support, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Jeff. Sorry to to Logan, but but you know, seriously, come sorry. on, guys. Oh, 
All right, crickets, right, ladies and gentlemen. And I myself am running out of crickets. Um, Anybody have anything else to share tonight? Yeah, let's tell some stories. Get the keep the flow going. Yeah, there's a big old party going on over here, so I have to mute out quite a bit. So it's it's, it's a little bit difficult at the moment to uh to keep the flow going. Actually, actually it almost sounds like it's busy now on the call. <laughs> you should probably keep it <laughs> no, nah, yeah, I'm kidding. But um what um yeah, I haven't heard anything big in the news about much. Well, I've mentioned this before, but uh, I haven't got any feedback from it. But there's a way to get out from under the uh, jurisdiction of the Internal Revenue Service through the tax court. Well, how, how far along are you in it, Texas Mountain? I've just got the information. Like... Uh, like, are, are they looking uh, for the person to file or, or, or so-called business that a uh, person uses? No, what you do, you uh, fill out form number two. And now, this is off the top of my head, and I have Parkinson's, so I could very well be off. But you fill out form number two in the U.S. tax court. And then you uh, autograph pages three, four, and five and send it in. And what it does, it declares to the tax court that the Internal Revenue Service uh, is acting beyond their authority because they have failed to send out notices of deficiency and All right, one, other, one other notice. And uh, you after a short period of time, many people have received letters from the court with the commissioner of the Internal Revenue Service with his autograph on it, stating that the Internal Revenue Service has no jurisdiction over John Doe citizen, the fellow or lady who sent the letter to the tax court because they failed to follow the proper procedure. Therefore, they put them outside the statutes and they had no jurisdiction to send you anything else ever again. Well, so uh, so you saying that you received something from the IRS or the name you that you've been known to use? No, no, I have not received anything from the IRS. I have not done the process. I'm I'm moving real slow these days. It's all good. So it's uh, theirs to handle, right? The IRS, theirs. Sounds like you might be helping them clear up uh, some confusion. Yeah, maybe they're just within the, next, with, within the next two weeks, two to three weeks, 
my bride is going to be off work and she's going to help me put this paperwork together and get it off to the tax court. But once a month, uh, once about once every three weeks, there's a conference call where the uh, uh, fellows who developed this process or who came to understand the, the process that's in place have uh, committed themselves to it and have been successful and have helped uh, many, many other folks do the same thing according to testimonies, live testimonies of people calling into the conference call saying, yeah, I got my letter back from the tax court today and it uh, states exactly what you said it would state, that the respondent, who would be the Internal Revenue Commissioner, states that the Internal Revenue Service has no jurisdiction over you. because uh, of their lack of integrity in not sending out the notices of deficiency. Uh, they, they won't sign them under pains and penalties because most of us don't owe any, any, tax, any income tax anyway. Because it's only designated for uh, federal employees. Why it's called a federal in income tax return. If anybody, uh, hey, Mike, are you there? Yeah, what's up? If anybody wants to contact me with the information, I've sent it to you. Uh, oh, don't know what I do with it. Um, send an email. email. All right, let me look at my uh, several of them. Let me look at my Gmail. But, um, generally, whenever they send out a notice of a conference call, it's that same day. So if you're not on top of your emails, uh, well, that was my, you'll miss it. Am I looking, I'm looking for I'm looking for Texas Mountain on the email thing or no? I forgot what how, how you uh, worded it. Is that how you is that how you well, I'll just have to type it and see if what happened. Yeah, guy Bradford. Yeah. Okay. So it's basically. Let me see. That's what. Okay. So let me look at Yeah, and, and uh, all the attachments, all the paperwork that you need, are included as attachments on the email. You got to go to the very bottom. There's like just a wild guess. There's like 14 attachments. Hey, Texas, uh, how many conference calls have you had, brother? 
I've listened to probably 20. And and the conference calls are they're asking when when they initiate who are they asking to speak to? Like you don't you don't have to give the name, but are they are they asking you to uh, identify the so-called self? You can if you want to. There's a gentleman. His name is Carrie, who who can well. Ed Branham conducts the call. Carrie is a speaker, and uh, they open the call with, uh, "Are there any uh, war stories that people would like to tell?" And occasionally, uh, you'll have a call caller who will. Uh, Give a success story. Yeah. Very few uh, callers. Uh, yeah, matter of fact, I've never heard of a defeat because Carrie says, "Oh, we have an answer for that." And if you'll get in touch with Ed, he'll, yeah. he'll put you in cut in touch with me. I'm I'm speaking as Carrie. Okay. And uh, we'll I'll get you the paperwork and we'll send that in. We'll get that cleared up. Oh hey hey uh, text. Oh, oh sorry for interrupting. Uh, uh, I just uh, put your uh, I just put your uh, e email guy into the chat over here. Guy Bradford Farrow, Texas Mountain at yahoo.com. That's me. That's my real name. Or at least that's what my mom called me. Continue. All right. <laughs> I'll be right back, guys. Anybody that wants the information, I'll uh, I'll forward the latest um, <coughs> email that I got, which was yesterday, and I listened to a recorded um, a recording of the call last evening, and it was pretty good. There's always. Uh, Pardon me. There's always new information coming out, but these guys—they're—they're uh, they're on their game and they're winning. Yo, yo, Texas Mountain. Have you met the claimant yet regarding this alleged tax thing? Have I met the claimant? Yeah. No. Have you asked to meet the claimant? I mean, do you, have you asked who is the claimant? No. Why is that? Because I think that that's an obscurity. It just gets in the way. There's no need to ask for the claimant. You make the claim that they did not follow their procedures, therefore it it uh, puts, in a, puts them in a position of lack of jurisdiction. When I say them, I'm speaking of the Internal Revenue Service and the commissioner. Because you can't meet a claimant whenever, say, a computer printout and you cannot get uh, a live man or woman to sign virtually any kind of document 
uh, from the Internal Revenue Service under pains and penalties of perjury, which would make them the claimant, because the whole thing's bogus. The whole thing's fraud. But that's just my opinion. Is it fraud? Or is it all just voluntarily? I'm sorry? Is it fraud? Or could it all just be voluntarily? Well, it's a combination of both, uh, both in my opinion. You're What's defrauded into in believing it's true, therefore you volunteer. <clears throat> Whose fault is that? Yours or theirs? Well, they promulgate that... Uh, uh, a certain position is true, and we fall for it because we're uneducated. I, I'm speaking of the general public, but more especially uh, the children. You think maybe the you think maybe the child would recognize and ask, "What are they talking about?" I have yet to speak to the claimant. You think that's a reasonable question to ask is before you go into business with anybody or or somebody's claiming something though wouldn't it make sense to first meet the one who's requesting or such a debt or they're requesting you to send some paperwork or anything would it make sense to meet the one who's requesting that first well personally i wouldn't uh, go through all the trouble of that i just Use a process that is known to work. Oh, but you know we're we're all different animals, and we uh, uh, are meat eaters, and we all chase uh, our particular quarry in uh, a different fashion. Me, I like to cut to the chase. I don't care who the claimant is. Wouldn't that wouldn't would would it be would it would it make sense that if you're asking to meet the claimant, isn't is that considered going you know cutting to the chase, like you say? I think that's uh, uh, and nothing against anybody that pursues that avenue. I just think it's unnecessary because there's a program in place. I say a program. There's a um, a method in place that has been shown to work time and time again without uh, asking who the claimant is. So I would choose not to even go that route because it's unnecessary, in my opinion. Cool. Does, 
does the program you're talking about assume that there is a claimant on the side of the IRS? Uh, that, if, if there's a claimant, it would be the commissioner. And in the letter that now you're seeing if there is, well, is there or isn't there a claimant claiming that someone owes something? Do you know? I mean, do you know that? I mean, is someone claiming that you that that you or the person that you've been known to use owes a thing? Well, all we get are computer printouts. And a computer printout can't be a claimant. Right. So do you call them back? Up? Yeah. Well, we well, well, hold on a second. So do you do, right. do you call the number on the computer printout and ask them who created this thing? Who's who's behind the so-called computer printout? Who is the cause of the effect? Who you is claiming? Sure, you can do that if you want well, to waste that time. What I'm asking is, have you done that? I mean, it's like in order to have a so-called uh, anything, like cause-effect-wise, someone has to claim something, don't they? I mean, you're you're involved or something that you use is involved, so who's claiming that you're involved or something that you use is involved? In, in a so-called matter, an alleged matter. I mean, have you gotten to the one who's actually making that claim with first-hand knowledge? No, because there is no one with first-hand knowledge. So why knowledge. would you have any response to it then? So, so if there's no one claiming that you or something that you use owes something, then how is that even relevant? Why, why are you involved? Yeah, this why, is why getting ridiculous. This is getting ridiculous. Who's this? Who's that? <laughs> Who the fuck is this? Hey, yeah, you that. guys are putting us to sleep over here. All right, we need a little entertainment around here. Uh, I like that. I like that. You? Oh my god! Stop the match! Yeah, <laughs> the IRS has entered the call. Hey, we gotta talk. <laughs> gentlemen the president is in the building lucy ross <laughs> yes yes thank you thank you lucy thank you wow. damn how's tyrone doing <laughs> yes doing great doing great so glad to be back i was about to wow. die of boredom over here while, no. while listening to this this great hey. program Hey, by the way, Todd, did you do, uh, did you hear the news? Uh, breaking news: um, Angela Stark uh, just ended her ten-year reign of talk show calls. Uh, she is not going to be on no more, or at least for a while, long, for a long while. Uh, she just ended her, uh, her her last call tonight. Oh, I did see that she was live earlier. Uh, best wishes to you, Angela. It's about damn time. It's about damn time. <laughs> what do you mean it's about damn time? What do you mean by that? Uh, it's that's how he just does his best wishes thing. It's it's all good in the hood. But uh, that being said, uh, 
how the hell have you been in general, man? I mean, it's, I know, I know you're uh, doing your little uh, Frankville thing over on YouTube, or or you still, or I don't know if you're still on Spreaker or not, but uh, we're missing you, man. Talk shoes missing you, man. We we we're the 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 lines are getting thin, man. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I can I can tell things are a bit quieter these days. Uh, I'm not really sure where I am these days. <laughs> not really, not really much of anywhere right now. <laughs> well, you say hi to Jimmy Lethal and uh, Tyree Sneed for me, okay? They probably won't. Yes, yeah, yes. Jimmy I'll be Lethal. sure to. Jimmy Lethal will know me more than Tyree does, but. Uh... <laughs> uh, where is Jimmy Lethal, by the way? <laughs> oh, wow. he hasn't been around. Oh my! About time. It's. Maybe it's hanging on Discord. Ah, uh, yeah. With all the rest of them. <laughs> Very sad. Um, um, how's uh, how's Debbie doing? Not, not really sure. I, I haven't uh, stumbled across those uh, those seas in quite a while now. <laughs> Uh, how about how about uh, how about bathtub girl? I don't know about bathtub girl either. She's she's probably uh, milking Medicaid. <laughs> what most Democrats do these days? <laughs> or milking the magnesia in her bathtub, but but milking the Medicaid. Yeah. Uh, how about um, uh, how about Desert Rose? Oh wow! I—that's a name I haven't heard in quite a while. I have no idea. Is that right, desert? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Desert. Desert. <laughs> oh no. Uh, oh god. <laughs> Son of a bitch. How are you, Money Mike? It has been—it's uh, been quite a while, but you've been holding things down here. As best as possible. Well, I'm holding the fort for now. I mean, me and me and Mikey are kind of uh, having you know, we're we're doing a thing here. Uh, but um, I still have my call uh, over right. by one four two three zero six. But that being said, uh, I I had uh, actually had Dave Merland uh, drop by a few times. Uh, and then we had a uh, and actually got into a nice meaty discussion with Mikey and uh, and the g gang over here. <laughs> So Wait a minute, Mike, Mikey still around? Yeah, this is yeah, Mikey Batman, uh, Batman Junior, Jedi Mikey. Yep, Jedi um, Mikey. It's been a while. It's been a while. Wait, have, I see this. I can't recall who's this. Yes, this this can only be one. Only there one. You <laughs> You've been listening. There can only be one. Only be one. There can only be uh, one. Todd Morris, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, yes, in the flesh, sort of. I was about to say King of Lena, but then I just I like, wait a minute, no, that's the King's title. When where the hell has he been? He he's been gone for like over a year now, and he was supposed to, he was going to take a little break, but I he's hasn't come back yet. So I'm getting worried. Yeah, he's about like, <laughs> maybe he fell asleep. <laughs> Found a new woman or something. I don't know. Oh God! I can well, imagine, man. or found an old woman. I don't know. 
An old woman. And Ashley says hi, Ashley. Hey, what's up, Ashley? By hey. The way. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Wait, hmm? your SIM card? It's been a while. No, 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 the one you've been using for Wait, a while. Where's the regular it. cats like, uh, uh, God, who were the regular cats? Any any further word on Aquila or, uh, Aquila? Any, any of these uh, people from, well, I haven't heard that in a while. Uh, Mike, you there? Yeah, I'm back. Uh, repeat. Yes. Where, where the hell is everyone? Where is everyone? I know. Everybody left as soon as Angela left. Apparently, there's a couple of us left over from the Angela call, but Roddy K stopped by temporarily. Temporarily. Uh, Shoutouts to Rowdy K, by the way. This is Morgan Freeman. Uh, if you like this call, feel free to make I have no idea who else will, too, but uh, you, uh, you can just uh, take a good wild guess. I hey, you guys remember Rule of Law? Rule of Law. That uh, You mean the, the, the call? Rule of yeah. Law? Yeah, remember that radio show? Rule of Law? Was that, was that on Talk Show or was that on Block Talk? Or what was yeah, that? it was on Block Talk. I'm not too late. Oh, God, Block Talk now. Oh, yeah. It's even worse over there now. Oh, anyways, yeah, it was a uh, there was one guy who got back on like he's like he's pretty old now. Um, but him and Batman were speaking just yesterday on Skype. That was an interesting. Call. Oh man. Awesome. So, so the rule of law call. Is that rule of law call possibly on YouTube? Maybe I can get a hold of that. Actually, no, I gotta put that up there. <laughs> oh, they, they, that's so, one. This, no, okay. that's another one. That's another one. I'm still waiting for you to po uh, post the other one with Boris and Batman. Uh, that one took forever. I got to edit that shit out. <laughs> you should play that one day. Well, you probably got to edit it, you said. Yeah. Okay, never mind. But yeah, what's going on with you, Todd? What's, what's, what's new? What's, what's new under the sun over there? What's the experiences? What's going on? Anything new? What? talk to us yes yes of course there's a lot going on the cold and a little more cold but uh give me just a second guys i'll be i'll be right back with you if if i have seconds i'll try to give it, it is, to you well, texas ladies and gentlemen it is kind of on the okay, cold well. side right, let me get this out of here uh i just forgot what i wanted to do talk oh wait See if he's doing his now. No, he's not. Let me see if it's a YouTube. You might have heard it. Oh wait, no, I ain't doing that. I forget that. Uh, come here, Todd. Well, while you're doing that, right. he's not on live. Okay, so yeah. Anyway, what? I say while you do that, I'm gonna play a song for the people. Well, yeah. Don't. <laughs> 
All right, all right. Anybody who's not talking, mute off for a little bit, just in case the noise comes back. Of course, Mr. Yeah. President might come. Mr. President might come back and saying, "Oh, what, what, what is this?" You know, but don't worry if that happens. <laughs> all right, here we go. Here we go. Connected. Connected. Oh, cool. All right, you guys. Just remember, don't let it show. Keep it simple. Stay on point. If it's getting harder to face every day, let it show. Let it show. It's getting harder to take what they say. Just let it go. Just let it go. witness against yourself. Could that be it? Don't let it show. Even if you feel you've got nothing to hide, 
Keep it inside of you, don't give in, don't tell them anything. to show you guys even if you got something to hide don't let it show fuck it anybody still out there Todd you still out there brother fucking dick alright anyways Mikey you want uh, while we wait for our president to get back What's this? What's this? We shit. What's this? We and our shit. What the fuck is that? We're not we. <laughs> we is also something you gotta do uh, uh, when you say yes in French, or when you just have to go to the bathroom as a kid. We 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 It is like an office in here. <laughs> We got people. Cl we got people tapping on computers left and right. Y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bobby. Thank you. Yes. How about you, Lucy? What's going on over there? Well, I got my co-commentator Bob, who likes to say his name backwards. <laughs> okay, I admit that wasn't too funny, but uh, you know, hey. No. I'm running out of material. Doctor's uh, fading away, ladies and gentlemen. But I'm going to keep it clean for you, even though it's an adult oriented show. <laughs> President, where'd you go? Oh, wait. All right, there. Ah, oh, I love the goddamn call. Oh, I'll be good. You better come back, goddammit. Just to be on the safe side, sorry for cursing. <laughs> I, I, I miss those days. <laughs> Me and Todd, we used to get back on our Obama phone and we would uh, shoot the shit. Know what I mean, Jelly Bean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me and Tyrone, shoelaces. That's a name, you know. 
Is anybody gonna say anything? Or should I just play the recording? Yeah, play, play an our tune, man. All right. Play some by white people. So <laughs> okay, whatever, Lucy. <laughs> you asked for it, you get it. In the words of Todd Morris. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Is that Todd Morris? Is that Todd Morris? Yeah, that's all I have to do. <laughs> He's funny. All right, let me. Some of my best calls were with Todd. We used to prank the, not prank, but we used to go on the, he, what do you call it? He called it a super secret hate call. He would just go over to a free chat line. Uh, it was called free chat line or something. It spot all kinds of shit. And, you know, we were just getting in on it. But we'd end up taking over the, dam the daggone thing. <laughs> lots and lots of fun. I He would have his hate type approach, but then I would have my comedy type approach. Now look at her, I say, look at her, we've got failure to communicate. <laughs> there was a failure to communicate. Motherfucker, don't pay attention, son. This <laughs> no, call just went PG-13. All right. All right, go ahead, play your tune. I will mute out. Hold on, hold on, what tune are you talking about? Give me a second. Hopefully they saved it. All right, let's see over right here. The devil went down to Texas, but then he left because it was fucking cold out, man. <laughs> Is that what he said? Nice. Nice. You know, like I said, the devil went down to Georgia. I go, devil went down to Texas, but then, but then it was, but then he oh, left. Oh, the devil went down to jail. You remember that song? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. kind of bullshit shenanigans going on around here? Well, well, look who it is. Look who decided to join the. <laughs> the fiesta. What kind of shenanigans you accuse? Oh, you missed some. Damn oh, you missed ruffian it. outlaw types. We got a president up in here, I, I say. Uh, we're a lot, lot, lots of fun now, Euro. <laughs> well, we, could it we, be if you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. We, we got ourselves a call, ladies and gentlemen. And if you're not having fun and you're doing it wrong, maybe it's because you're cheating yourself. Or maybe you're cheating yourself because you're doing it wrong or something. Fuck my What's the other one? If you don't have the fun, uh, go get the gun. <laughs> Who's still alive? It is what it is. And it oh. Breaking news. Uh, Bob Barker celebrating his 96th birthday today. Right on. How's Betty White doing? Is he barking? I, well, he's definitely bobbing. He likes to he likes to say his name backwards. Barking <laughs> Bobber. No, no, just Bob. Just the Bob part. He likes to spell his name backwards. I like the Barking Bobber part. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> Damn. My favorite line was was from uh, that uh, from that uh, movie. Uh, Oh, I forgot the damn name of Adam Sandler when he was a golfer. This guy sucks. 
<laughs> what is it? He's trending. Oh, trending. Duh. <laughs> Sorry. It's trendy, man. If you're not on your trendy, you're not in the game, man. Got to be trendy. It's fun to it's fun to talk about subjects like the like the uh, law stuff that we talk about or claimant stuff, but uh, it's okay to have a little fun once in a while. Uh, and uh, and uh, so we got uh, so we got of course seven one nine. We got Popeye, Money Mike. Uh, I don't know who that is, but Texas Mountain, and of course the late night president. He'll hopefully he'll be right back. Todd Morris, Rickazoo, Christian. Lawrence, and a bunch of guests. Yeah, I got kind of a weird little situation that uh, kind of has taken place over the last couple of weeks, and it's not major. It's not like a, oh my God, I'm not going to jail. There's no so-called legal issue. But it was really, really strange. I got this so-called brother that's been hanging out with me at the gym. We did some leg training together a few times, some chest and shoulder workouts and such. And uh, one day we were having a conversation. This is about, I don't even remember what. And then we gave each other a bro hug. And I told him I loved him, gave him a little kiss on the cheek. Everything was cool. We, uh, in fact, I even spotted for him later that day for on the bench for a max rep that he was trying. And a few days later, comes into the gym and he starts acting like I'm fucking kryptonite or some shit, like I'm the fucking plague. He's walking like on the other side of the gym. He won't look at me if he looks over and I'm looking. He like hides his face, looks away. He's wearing a hoodie, so he's like hiding his eyes and shit does this a couple of times, so finally I go over to him, like, after about three days of this shit, and I asked the brother, hey, if I've offended you, brother, could you find it in your heart to forgive me? He says, oh, yeah, you did. I said, okay, brother. Again, if I've offended you, he said, remember when you gave me that kiss on the cheek? I don't go for that shit. I said, okay, well, would you forgive me, brother? Could you find it in your heart to forgive me? Yeah, I, I do. Okay, brother, that's good because I didn't intend to. I already explained it to you. And he starts getting more mad. Now he's even acting more that way where I walk into the gym. He walks to the other side of the gym. If I go where he's at, he walks again to the other side of the gym and he walks the long way around. It's like, what the fuck? No, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's like, you know, if if you're that insecure about a brother giving you a kiss as a brother and telling you you love you. You know, to me, it's like, fuck, you got some serious insecurity issues. But to not be mad enough to actually come over and say something is even worse, in my opinion, to be chicken shit, you know, and walking around, hiding on the other side of the gym and all that. But then to fucking cap it off, the fucking icing on the cake is to say that you forgive somebody, you find it in your heart to forgive them, and then you act like a complete fucking asshole even worse than you were beforehand. It's like, what the fuck? Where's the forgiveness in that, motherfucker? What the fuck? And now he's talking a little bit of shit to people 
about me too. And it's like, okay. When people say something to me, I just tell them, hey, I love the brother. I wish that it wasn't this way. I tell them what happened, and they just look at me like, wow, that's kind of weird that he's been talking shit. So ultimately, he's making himself look like the bad guy. Assumptions, assuming. That's out of you and me. Right? That's sad, you know? It's just fucking sad. Because, you know, he's kind of, like I said, you know, is at the gym and there's a bunch of us that we all talk and shit, you know, we're pretty regular, so we see each other all the time there and such. But it's like, whatever, bro. Whatever. <laughs> Seems pretty much like a little bitch to me, but, you know, if you want to act like a little bitch, what the fuck am I supposed to do? It's your choice, motherfucker. Anyway. But, yeah, kind of a strange deal. Like I said, nothing major, not like anybody's in trouble or anything. It's just kind of the, one of those odd things where <laughs> somebody, somebody that was a friend is all of a sudden no longer a friend, you know? It's just like fucking flipping a switch. One minute they are, the next minute they're not. <laughs> it's now time for the adventures oh, of Little Bitch. No, it's, it's... What was that, brother? <laughs> it was now time for the adventures of Little Bitch. There you go. There you go. Little little bill. Little little bill. No, little bit. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) With that piano and shit. (laughs) Well, the thing that's the most odd, in my opinion, about this is the fact that the guy is is 51 years old. He's not like some fucking kid even. He's supposed to be a grown-ass man. And he's that insecure. He tells me, I don't let anybody kiss me like that. Not even my dad kisses me like that. I just don't do this shit. So, okay, so you, you have serious insecurity issues and being able to show love and affection for your fellow man? Boy, aren't you having some fucking problems mentally, bro? Come on. Fuck me. <laughs> Uh, it sounds like it sounds like it sounds like a personal problem. What do you think, pops? I think it's a serious personal problem, brother. I think it's a serious personal problem. It's like fuck, you know. We we tell each other around here we love each other all the time. It's no big deal. Like what the fuck? But I know that there's a lot of guys that do have that problem. They they, they inevitably, I'm sure that the issue is they're thinking the gay aspect. Of course, the one thing that I thought about is that if the guy would ever talk to me and say something, I would try to drag him out to say something about it, having some kind of a gay aspect, and then I would ask him the question, something along the lines of, well, how would you know it's gay? Have you got some first-hand experience on that shit, motherfucker? <laughs> Just to put his ass up against the fucking wall. <laughs> but uh, at this point, I don't think that it's going to happen. But what do I know? I think it's just pure chicken shit. Somebody got a problem with another man, go and say something to him. Particularly if you all were friends. Go say something. Fucking hash it out and be done with it. Back to being friends. If you don't want to be friends and you don't worry about hashing out, you keep the fucking war going if you want to have a war, so to speak. 
only guy that's been out of the war, though, is the one that's got all the hate in his head. <clears throat> I think it was, uh, it was, it was like uh, Confucius had said something about <clears throat> holding on to hate. It's like drinking poison and expecting the other guy to die. So, yeah, there it is. My little adventure for the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Sounds like fun. What's that? Sounds like a lot of hoobla. Yeah, it's just plain bullshit. <laughs> Well, eventually, time. Well, do, do his head and uh, play a walk on the wild side. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. That is tripping the fuck out. <laughs> boom, boom. If, if you even, boom, boom. If you even knew the song well enough. <laughs> and the rest. And the rest. That's old man music. <laughs> that's funny as fuck, but yeah, that, that's that's a great song actually. But uh, yeah, Lou, Lou Reed was great. His <laughs> rock and roll animal album is out of sight. Some of the best guitar music out there. Well, of course, one Lou's thing too that I don't now. understand. There's one thing that I don't understand, and is how the guy was okay for the rest of the day that day. It wasn't until days later that he kind of tweaked. Like a delayed reaction. He may have a love obsession there that he's trying to <laughs> deny, and he can't, he can't handle it. You know, could it be? Could it be that yeah, part of while he's going to draw his ass out on that gay shit? I mean, how the fuck, you, you know, because... To me, it seems that that when having discussions with men in the past about their insecurity of being able to express love for their fellow brothers, it's always been a so-called gay issue. That was gay shit. Well, how the fuck would you know, motherfucker? You've been got gay your first hand experience in that shit. You know, gay is I mean, sex. It's sex. Well, I, it's I, I realize love. that. Well, I realize that, but the thing is, is they're relating. The, just the show of affection for one another, the sign of caring and love as a gay thing. Men can't love each other. What? Dude, I've got so many brothers that I love and love them dearly for being my brother. One of them's right here on this call, Mikey. Mikey knows how I feel about the brother. One of the few that actually came to be witness for me. He knows down good and well how I feel. I love that brother till death do his part and beyond. There's nothing gay there. Back, back in the... Uh, and even if it was, the... it still wouldn't change that feeling either. <laughs> back in the mid-60s, the Attorney General for California 
uh, made a speech about uh, eliminating the Hells Angels because of their uh, homosexuality. And well, what he was speaking of was, was them shaking hands and hugging and kissing each other on the cheek. You know, and yeah. Hey, man, what's up? Yeah. Uh, I, I, for the most part, I can assure you, if you go and say something about being gay to one of those guys, you get your head ripped off and they'll shit down your hole. Well, I know a few of them, and uh, they're good people. Some of them. Some of them are dangerous as hell. Of course, they're all dangerous because they all stick together. But uh, there's some that are just uh, psychopaths. No, I get that. And I've met a few, too. I've met a few Mongols as well. I'm in the area right where the Mongols' home base is. Not too far away. Literally within about... (laughs) Uh, 20 miles right now, 25 miles, something like that. And not too yeah. long ago, a few years back, I was right in the neighborhood. I mean, they were like all over the place. So, yeah. As a general rule, if you run into a one percenter, they, uh, they're they gentlemen. Most of them don't want any trouble with you. But if you want trouble, that you will have. Yeah. Well, that's kind of why at times because of a few of those kind of connections. I've never ever asked the question, but I've always been led to believe for the most part that anything that I want or need is available. And it is good feeling to a certain extent to know that, you know, you just got to make a phone call or two and, you know, you can make shit happen. Would I ever really consider pulling that trigger? Probably not. But the fact is, it's just one of those nice little aces to have in your pocket, just in case. Yeah. I've got some, yeah. glossy, some glossy photographs of some, some famous people that, uh, that don't mind me having their photographs. We had a... Uh, yeah. Me and an associate had an outboard motor stolen one night, and all I I did was uh, bring my associate with me and went to a clubhouse and announced to the clubhouse that, hey, this 20-horse mariner that we go fishing with disappeared last night. Hey, no problem. Guess what? The next morning, it was back on the back of the boat, hooked up, ready to go. Yeah. And that, that's what kind of people you want as brothers. Mm-hmm. That you can kiss on the cheek. Mm, could it be, bro? Could it be? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, there's been a few guys that I've associated with, so to speak, that I'm led to believe that if you needed somebody, Nick, these would be the guys that would actually do it. It's like, oh, yeah. There you go. There you go. That's how well, you get done the, right there. In a sense of the word, they're the last free people in America. Even though they carry a driver license and all that business. 
um, they're pretty free. They do what they want to do. Yeah. On another note, Mike, are you still there? Can you hear? Did he disappear? Uh oh. <laughs> Mikey. Are you there, brother? You gone. You leave again. I don't know. Can't tell. Head gone. Just look at me. I'm out. I'm out on a walk right now. I started. I started doing so-called cardio walks again not too long ago. That was part of what I was gonna mention to the brother. He and I've been somewhat on the same path, and he started going back to the gym about two, three, maybe four months before I did. But uh, I've been back in the gym now for almost a year. I'm actually thinking of some crazy shit. Like, I'm seriously considering doing a bodybuilding contest sometime mid-summer next year. I'm out getting some cut right now in the cardio. (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Fucking we're going to pop <laughs> you up. What's that? Uh, oh, we're here to pump. We're here to pump you up. Hey, Nalu. <laughs> Boy, you don't know the name. It broke up. I couldn't hear that. Oh, uh, it's probably got too loud once I clapped. It was like like the uh, I'm Hans and France. We're here to pump you up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that, those guys, uh, they were actually uh, here at the Arnold a while back. They were part of the so-called opening act. It was pretty funny. They did the whole thing. Yeah. Getting in that kind of shape, you know, actually considering, in fact, one brother on a so-called bodybuilding chat room was telling me about a guy last year that has only been training for about five years and at 60 years old he decided to do his first bodybuilding contest and won in the uh, master's class to 60 plus. Not too bad. So, yeah. I think it would be fine. Even if I didn't do well, even if I came in last place. What the fuck? I don't care. In fact, the one that I want to do midsummer is at Venice Beach here in California, which ultimately, in my opinion, would kind of be the real icing on the cake to just, even like I said, even if I lost, to stand on world-famous Venice Beach bodybuilding stage as a contestant would just be a blast. It would be fun as fuck. Enjoy the moment. It certainly isn't going to be about some little plastic trophy, that's for damn sure. 
really the challenge is not so much even the contest in itself, but the actual preparation, the getting of the ready, pushing the body and getting to that level of actually being competitive. That's what it's really about, in my opinion. So... But isn't that kind of really the reality of life, too? It's not so much about the destination as it is the fucking journey. You can have some ice cream if you want. No, that's fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a uh, I'm gonna take off for a few minutes. I'll be right back, guys. I have to go to the store for a second. Oh no! Dude, I heard something about ice cream. Grab me some. Anybody else on the call? Anybody else got something to say? Got something fun to talk about? Mikey, have you come back? Is there anybody out there? What do you hear? Now I heard your voice, but outside of that, before that, I heard nothing. <laughs> nothing, nothing. Who's that? What's that? Who's idiote? Oh, okay, what's up, brother? Much. I think you're heading over to uh National Assembly call. You guys sound like you're about wrapped up. Yeah, I must have jumped in late. Oh, yeah, pretty was, much well, almost done, I guess, huh? Yeah, I listened because I was listening to Angela's call. I was glad I was there. It was the last call. Okay. Angela Stark? Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Got good information. So is this is this your regular you guys regular time? Yeah, Thursday pretty much. Mhm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I'm not always over here but but yeah, they're usually here Thursday nights about this time. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, yeah. Where is the uh, National Assembly call? Well, that's, uh, I got a phone number for you if you want it. 
You know who I'm talking about? No. Well, these these guys have been trying to do uh, get assemblies going in all the states. They started in Michigan. In Michigan, and they got theirs together pretty good, and they've been encouraging uh, people from, you know, to do them all in their states. If they get enough states, they'll, they say, the government will have to turn the government over to them because they'll be the lawful government. But uh, you guys know who uh, Anna is, Anna Von Wright? Oh, yeah. I'm not sure. She's doing the same thing, you know, assemblies in all the states, but, uh, and they were all doing it together, but there's a big split between these guys and, and Anna now, so. Well, that's what happens whenever you uh, start growing too big for your britches, so to speak. The uh, provocateurs move in and split you up. Well, they, they, there's a basic, Anna says that you, you all need to individually correct your status and then form an yeah. assembly. And the other guys say, just form the assemblies. We'll fix all that other stuff later if we can get enough people. And I just well, don't <laughs> see what they should be split. It, because in like my opinion, say, in, in, I'm sorry. Go ahead, brother. Well, I was just no, going to say no. something real quick on that. Particularly the, and this is one of the things that I don't understand about the whole let's correct the status and all this. You're, if you're talking about dealing with the so-called fictitious known as the United States, aka the District of Columbia, essentially there's a dead person and then there's a representative uh, living man that is acting as a dead person that's going to make an arbitrary decision for you you're still basically begging a so-called master fictitious master for something number one if you just if enough people got together and just ignored the existing system the existing system just starts to go away Amen. It's pretty simple. It's it's all imaginary. You know, this is one of the biggest issues that I have with people that talk about. Oh, I have. We have to fight against the government. Okay. Well, if government is nothing more than an imagination, it's a fiction. It's all in your head. Why would you start a war with something that actually creates and makes it real? And then you. It's a belief system. It's a belief system, and I don't believe in it. Exactly, and if if people would just simply ignore it, it goes away. It's just that simple. If you stop believing it, it ceases to exist. Period. So I I agree with you with the the concept and the principle and all that, but they can sure have an effect on your daily life. Oh, at this point, and sure, absolutely, and is that to the to the realism of it all, we're all essentially dependent on the system as it exists right now anyway. And until enough people were to stand up and recognize how it could truly be dealt with and dealt with properly. And there's several ways to do it. 
and there's always going to be a need for services. I'm going to want somebody to pave the roads and pick up the trash and some of this other shit. So, you know, all these things are still, a lot of it's going to be in place. It just becomes a matter of for who and for why, as opposed to what we have now, which we don't even know who the who is and or even the for why. We just know that the District of Columbia is a private corporation. We don't even know with whom it's a Delaware corporation, so the corporate veil is thick like fucking armor concrete. You're never going to penetrate it, so you'll never know. So, again, the only way to actually deal with it is just ignore it and start your own. My question is, how the hell did they get us trapped in this in the first place? Because whenever I was born... I was not beholden to anyone. Where did it happen? When did it happen? Well, How did it happen? One of the biggest things, at least from what I can see, is the, the whole system is based on hearsay and assumptions driven by linguistic sleight of hand. So first they get you believing that you're the name. They get you believing that you're this thing called a U.S. citizen. And for most of us, and I'm right in this pot of swill with most everybody else, and that, you know, I went to the DMV and I checked the little box and says, are you a U.S. citizen? I said, yeah. And right there, as soon as I did that, that's when I just agreed to a fuck ton of shit. I had no idea what I was agreeing to. Didn't know that I was agreeing to be a resident of the 10 square mile area known as the District of Columbia on the East Coast. I didn't realize that I'd actually agreed to be chattel for that private for-profit corporation. I had no idea that I'd just given up all so-called rights. I had no idea of all the implications and contractual implications at that. And every time I've done it, and this is for everybody, when we use the so-called birth certificate that is sold to everybody, don't use it for identification, but then we got to go and use it for identification purposes. They got you believing that you're that, and you take it to some place and use it as, this is proof of me being me. Well, how does the person on the other side even know that? How do we even know that? That fucking birth certificate just in itself is all pure hearsay. I have yet to meet anybody that was actually there and witnessing that thing filled out. I have yet to meet and speak to anybody that ever remembers coming out the mom. All this shit has yeah. been told to us. It's all been told to us. We don't have a fucking clue as to what any of it is. See, this is where the hearsay comes in. And it is this assumption that it's all true. And it's all driven by the linguistic side of hand, such as to say, well, everybody knows that you need a driver's license. Well, who the fuck is everybody to begin with? When that kind of shit, and I used to say that. Everybody knows you need a driver's license. But who the fuck, we're talking about everybody. Are we talking about 7.9 billion people on this earth? Or should we narrow it down to just the people in the neighborhood? Who the fuck is everybody? This is a linguistic sleight of hand. This, is, this drives and reinforces that hearsay and assumption as if it's all true. It's that reification. It's that turning something that's not even tangible into something concrete. Mm-hmm. It's a belief system. It's 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 like it's a religion. It's that's a, right. 
I oh, got that. I don't, I don't believe in it. I'm in a case right now, and at some point, that's what I'm going to be asking. It's like, well, who, who here is accusing me of being a U.S. citizen, and who's accusing me of committing commerce? And where's your, where are they, and where's your evidence? Well, yeah, that just basically ask all that in one question. When can I meet the claimant? That's no, I, it I'm right gonna, there, bro. I'm going to do that, That's, too. That, well, literally everything that you're asking for is essentially part of what the system is based on. The scales of justice are there to weigh claims. If you don't go in and say, well, I didn't do that, if, as soon as you say that, I didn't do that, you just made a claim. Now they've got that counterclaim. Now they've got a controversy. But let's roll it back to that name and the birth certificate. Like Jake Ehrlich said back in 1964 on Johnny Carson, that shit's hearsay. And if you admit to it, you're now pleading guilty to something that you have no firsthand knowledge of. None. If you say, yes, I'm I'm John Smith... You're saying something that you don't know for sure. You've been Without told even it, and now, you know, it's, it's hearsay it's and assumption. And what's object that? Object to and uh, dispute it and all that. It's just, it's, they take it, their presumptions are they take it as the same as admitting to it. So, yeah, they don't have to well, prove shit. Everything's already assumed. Well, that, that's why the whole... the so-called bat method, batology, whatever you want to call it, is so effective because, number one, who's claiming that that's my name? Is somebody claiming that that's me? Could it be that's just a name that I'm known to use? Anybody got any evidence that I'm liable for that name? It becomes pretty simple. And as soon as somebody steps up and says, yeah, this, that, and the other thing. I don't give a fuck if it's the judge or the DA. You turn to that bitch and you ask them this question. Are you assuming liability for that claim? They'll shut the fuck up. I know, because I've done it. I've had a judge run out of the courtroom on me. <laughs> Ran out three different times. Judges don't like to be asked, are you assuming liability for that? and freaks them the fuck out. Because they, they know that you know what you're talking about. All of a sudden, they realize that they're not dealing with your regular basic schmuck. And essentially what you just told them in a form of a question is a different question. Is you ask them, are you the bitch that I get to sue if I get injured in this? And they know exactly that. They know exactly that. That's what are you assuming liability means. I'd be happy just to get out of it, but I'm kind of wanting, it's like, you know, I think you guys owe me. You've been creating all this shit off that, that name. Now you're telling me that is my name. Okay, well, give me that, give me my chunk out of all these bonds you're writing and all this crap you're doing with it. It's like, well, I need a little... Send them a, send them a bill. Send them a bill. Well, you got to be careful, though. Because, number one, 
if you sit in that shit, one of the things you got to be careful of, if you walk into that courtroom and you start making claims, now all of a sudden you got to be liable for those claims. No, you don't do you it start in the saying, courtroom. You, you send it to risk management. It doesn't matter. If you're dealing with that system and you make any claims, now you are liable for those claims. If you say something like, I want my cut of all those bonds, how do you know that they got the bonds? We know they do, but do you have any evidence to prove that they do? Well, See, worded, in the, to, worded in a fashion, if, there is, if this claim that you're making is bonded, I would like 30% of it or whatever. Well, now, you're right. Always, I always put it in into a question, just like the Savior did. Always question, never make a claim. Well, the never way say, I actually, I, the way I would actually do it is, I would write. I would, if I was going to do it, I would write a letter, and I would with the real party in interest, you know, whoever the claimant is, and. If there was, let's say that there was already something against you, and uh, you know they haven't even settled on something, but you know they're making allegations. You simply put that you request to meet the real party at interest, and if that real party at interest cannot step forward, or and literally I've used this wording before, the real party at interest or whatever agent is willing to step forward, officer or agent as a representative for the claimant, is willing to step forward and assume liability for this claim. You have to use those words. You have to use those words. And then what you put is something along the lines of if the real party of interest or the one assuming liability officer or agent does not step forward, then it will be agreed upon to blank. And that blank you can now make it whatever you want. And it ultimately becomes where you don't ever make a claim, it just becomes an agreed-upon thing. It's just agreed upon. And it's a contractual thing because what you're doing is you're sending them an offer. And if, they, and if you put specific language in that offer that the response must be done by a certain amount of time, and through a specific form, such as when you send the letter, you do it through the form of a notary presentment, i.e., you sign that letter in front of a notary, you have him notarize it, and then you have him address the envelope and stuff that letter into the envelope. And the letter and subsequent additional document states that all uh, communications must be sent back to this said specific notary. Because That's he's correct. going to be the third-party witness to all communications so that there will be no appearance of improprieties and there will be a third-party witness to whether or not the other party has actually responded or not. And then well, actually, once they have uh, not responded, the, uh, it becomes a locked-in agreement because, oh, hold on, hold your thought. Because now that the, you use the notary, that notary is an officer of the court, this becomes a locked deal. I'm getting ready to file on two um, on two credit card companies and the county of Orange. The county of Orange is going to shit because they've already agreed upon a 12 million Federal Reserve note 
installments to the real man known to answer to the Christian name Carl. Well, what I was going to say was that in actuality, as a matter of fact, the notary is more powerful than the judge. Well, to a great extent, absolutely. And this is part of why it's so important to use that notary. Because by using that notary, you have now locked things in in such a way that it's it's impossible, really, for anybody to say, oh, well, no, this has been done wrong. You can't say, no, it's a done deal. It's just a done deal. And, and yeah, this is part of why... I, I say that particularly in the form of a letter, when you put that language that if there is no response, it's not done in this way or that way, yada, 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 this will be an agreement to X. And you give them time to respond. you got to give them time to respond. Ten days on the minimum. Thirty days is considered easy and, and more so-called uh uh, within protocol. Honorable. Well, it's more proper. But the thing is, and one of the things, like with the, when I sent the letters to um, to credit card companies and to the so-called County of Orange, um, the, the letters that I sent, because of the fact that there was already a so-called alleged contract in place, letters that I sent were request for adequate assurance of due performance. And essentially what that is, and it's based on UCC code 2-602, I think it is, if I remember correctly, but anyway, I have to look it up. I'm out walking, so I couldn't tell you right at this moment. But if you're in a contract with somebody and you have even the slightest suspicion that the other party is not going to uphold their contractual obligations and or there's an issue with the contract in any way, shape, or form, you send a letter for adequate assurance of due performance, and if they do not respond, the other party does not respond, and respond immediately. They don't even have to have a 30-day period. They need to respond immediately. They do not respond immediately. You as the other party can essentially consider the contract void, and you can cease all performance on your behalf at that point. Done. End of story. End of story. So you write those letters properly and you put in that letter the contractual language that if they do not show their performance, that it is going to be an agreement to X, Y, or Z, or even X, Y, and Z. I don't give a fuck. Because ultimately they need to either step up and honor the contract and honor your request for the adequate assurance of due performance or they're in complete substantial breach. And once they're in a substantial breach, you're done. You can completely walk away from the contract. It's over with. So that's it. And that's purely right out of the books, right out of the books that they have to go by, so-called courts and the corporations and all that shit county so-called agencies and such so yeah contract i want to see the contract that they're claiming i'm i'm in now like well the thing is it doesn't have to be in writing 
contract doesn't have to be in writing. The only time a contract ever has to be in writing is if they're, we're talking about a tangible product that's worth $500 or more as far as their so-called codes and statutes are concerned. Then at that point, that contract must be in writing and it has to be signed by the person to be charged. But So could you, if, could you be talking about what they call the uh, supposed social compact? Like the social well, there's that, but there's also the implied. Yeah, there's that, but there's the implied contract. The basic implied contract could be really, say, like something like a simple unilateral contract, where say you walk into your favorite sandwich shop, and you see the girl behind the counter. She's on the phone. So she can't necessarily say anything, and for you to say something to her would be rude. You'd be interrupting her phone call. So she sees you. You see her. You nod to her as if to say, I want my regular. She nods to you as if to say, yeah, as soon as I'm done with this phone call. A few minutes later, she's off the phone. The sandwich is sitting on the counter. You go over, you pay for it. It's a done deal. Pretty much a complete implied contract, but it's also a unilateral contract. There was not even a word spoken. Not even right, one word right. spoken. I got you. I got you. So there's there's a lot of these presumed contracts going on all day, every day, all the time. All over the place. Exactly, brother. You walk into the grocery store, that food sitting on the shelf is an offer, or a, a, it's a it, it's a proposal. It, it's the a proposition for an offer. As soon as you take that up to the counter to so-called pay for it. Now you're going into the contractual portion of the whole deal. It becomes an offer and acceptance. You exchange money right. for the product. And money, I say, you know, loose cheek, you know, because we all know the Federal Reserve notes are not really money. But, you know, you, you make your exchange, you tender the exchange, and you walk out. And as soon as you tender that exchange at that moment, even at that counter, that product is considered to be yours. So, right. in particular, right. like in the essence of like a Kmart or a Walmart, rather, where they uh, want to check your freaking receipt all the time. That product is yours. You don't have to prove whether or not you paid for that before you walk out the store. When they ask you for your receipt, you can simply say, no, thank you, and walk on past. I know I've done it. I do it all the time. I do it all the time. Because you don't have to prove anything. Shopkeeper's privilege says that if they suspect you of something, they can detain you. And only long enough and proper enough and in a sufficient space where you're not endangered or harmed, long enough to investigate. And that's it. But they have to suspect you first. Just check randomly everybody that's walking away from the register is not suspecting anybody. That's just a violation of so-called everybody's rights. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, how about how about this part? It's like... Um... You guys keep giving another court date, and I keep showing up, and so you've been issuing orders, and I've been filling your orders. I say, uh, now isn't it isn't it uh, customary to pay for an order when it's been filled? When am I going to get well, paid? Well, technically speaking, if the judge is making the order, he should be paying for it. And it, if you understand trust law. Yeah, he should be, yeah, because, like, if you pull up to a fucking McDonald's 
pay window, you know, the little order windows. You make the order, not the person inside. You pull up to the window. You got to pull shit out your pocket, not the guy inside. Right. Well, right. the judge is pulling up to the window when you when he calls the name. That's him pulling up to the window. Yeah, I'm just uh, yeah. That's what I say. Like this time around, it's like I don't want to just get out of it and cut my losses. I want to, I want to get caught up a little bit. I'm kind of well, I've been in this ship for a long time. One of the I'm things that you can do, you can certainly try to go in there and say when they call the name, say I'm here for the matter, and then if they start to just deal with you as the person that they're used to. Stop them for a second and say, "I believe there may be a mistake." Well, I, and, I did that. I, and, I went round and round with a judge one time. This is years ago on the uh, on the name thing. He said, "Is that your name?" And I said, "Well, you know, I'm starting to wonder about that. I think I've been functioning in fraud all my life." And man, he got upset, and uh, so I knew I had something on that. I haven't done that. On this one, but I'm fixing to. Dude, you, I, I guarantee you, you should. I, in my opinion, straight up, one of the things that I did to get rid of the last so-called legal issue is pretty much that. They called the name up. I said, I went up there, so I'm here for the matter. They said something to me, and of course, it was a judge that I'd already seen several times, so he just starts to talk to me as if he knows and, and you know, referring to the legal name. So I, said, I believe there's been a mistake. And he says, what? And I said, well, I believe that, just like you were just saying, I believe that uh, I may be acting in fraud and trespassing. He says, how so? And I said, well, I'm led to believe that that name doesn't belong to me. And I just recently found this out. So it seemed to me that by simply assuming that yeah. it's me, I might be trespassing and to actually use it as identification would be committing fraud. Would it be okay right. if I no longer trespassed and committed fraud in this courtroom? And the judge just looked at me like, what the fuck? There was people laughing and snickering like, what the fuck is this guy saying? Like, they thought that I was some kind of looney tune. And then the judge was like, okay, well, what do we do? And something along those lines, I said, well, could you refer to me as either peaceful inhabitant or a friend of the court? So he calls me peaceful inhabitant. We talked for another couple of minutes, and he asked me a couple of questions, and I'm like, I don't know. How would I know? So then he says something about, well, what Mr. Legal Name when he shows up, as if to scare me into saying, that, well, if Mr. Legal Name doesn't show up, I'm going to write a warrant for the name. Right, right. All right, then I had, I had several things that came running through the mind, sarcastic shit to say. I decided not to say one of them was a few times that I actually filtered the mouth a bit. I just put on a Cheshire cat shitty grin, turned around and walked out the fucking courtroom. I just left that shit hanging right there. And to, when I got back to the lair, the neighborhood was crawling with cops. I'm sure as shit that this was all an attempt to try and scare the real man. Yeah. They yeah. didn't touch the real man when he walked up to the door. He walked inside, and when he went back to the so-called court, the next time he was invited back to the court, I didn't get chucked in a cage for so-called failure to appear. I... 
And it wasn't, yeah, but a few more, it literally just a few more, wasn't, but a few more invitations after that, and the so-called charges got dismissed. And they literally went from a complete fuck you stance, we're going to bury you, we're going to put you in forever, to, oh, you know what, maybe, maybe we uh, don't really have any evidence or anything, so, uh, yeah, maybe we're going to drop it. There was actually a couple okay. stages where they went from. They they went from fuck you to well maybe we should talk about this, and you might not even need to do any time to, um, yeah maybe because yeah, it was literally well maybe we should talk about this to maybe you don't have to do any time to we're just gonna let this go. And they didn't have any evidence yeah. to begin with. That was the whole thing. They didn't have any shit in evidence. In fact, the, the whole thing was a complete fucking farce. I was completely targeted. There was something more to the whole deal. I was targeted for something that if I had actually even done the so-called crime that they alleged that I had done, the so-called bail shouldn't have been any more than $25,000, between 2500 to 25000 When they set the bail, they set it at $1 million. Tell me I wasn't targeted. Yeah, well, my, my stuff's not that serious, but... Um... <laughs> I got a couple of other little things going on. Um, I've been in front of a magistrate, and I, I, I'd learned that I didn't have to accept the magistrate. I could have asked for a judge. But I had that guy's, I had a certified from the Secretary of State copy of that guy's oath of office. and uh, But he took his oath of office to be a DA, not to be a magistrate. And I thought, mm, well, this is interesting. I wonder what could happen with this. And uh, so they've already they've scheduled me. My next thing is going to be, uh, you know, trial readiness, and I still haven't been arraigned. And it's like, well, this is interesting. I wonder what's going to happen with this. So uh, I got some really good counsel down in Denver, so I'm going to keep... Uh, I'm going to run some of this shit by him and uh, see where we well, go Well, I'd be here. careful about any of that advice because one of the friends is, uh, well, he is currently a so-called practicing attorney. He used to be the uh, prosecutor for the city of Long Beach here in California. And <laughs> this guy... <laughs> told me straight out, there's certain things that I can do. I, I can use down jurisdiction, no problem. I won't get disbarred. There's not any kind of an issue like that, but I won't do it because I don't want to ruin my reputation. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Background noise, somebody. Background noise. That was just me. My phone down. It should be better now. Is it better now? Yeah. But yeah. Well, I, I had my phone in my hat, uh, but I had oh, to, okay. I had to plug it in because my my battery's getting real low. So anyway, it's sitting on the table now. It should be shouldn't be. I'm not rattling or anything. Um. Yeah, I don't. He uh. He's you. You guys would probably know the name. I don't know if I should say it on here. Uh, I'm recording right now? Uh, it probably is, so 
you don't want it on recording, well, don't say it. Anyway, but it um, doesn't really well, matter. I I don't think he'd mind. He because he's uh, he's he's been on and all that. He's he's tribal council. He's out of Oregon, and they tried to kill him in Oregon, and uh, uh, so he came to Colorado and he said he thought. You talking about Lewis Ewing? Pardon? Are you talking about Lewis Ewing? No, I'm talking about Kurt Reagan. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, I haven't, uh, I have to go there. <laughs> he hasn't returned my calls or emails or, or stuff. He just helped another friend of mine. I turned him on to him. Uh, he just went through a couple of no driver's license cases, and in both cases, they they beat it down to like a twenty dollar court cost. No, no deal. Yeah, well, he's no. still, he, he, but he, he still lost. He still ended up becoming part of the system. Right. He didn't just right. walk and, away. So that, that's one of the problems that I have, even with my buddy. My buddy won't do some of the things when he knows damn good and well. One of the things. Part of the reason why I bring him up, because, like, myself, for those that don't know me too well or know my, some of my background, I'm currently in law school. I just finished my first year back in July, and I'm about ready to start year two, coming up here pretty soon in January. And because of some of the things that we've talked about in just this call, plus a few other things. I've been told by him, along with several professors when I was getting the pre-law degree and during the time of just even the first year of law school, that I'm extremely fucking dangerous because of the shit that we're talking about, because of some of the stuff that I brought into this call this evening, understanding the badology and some of this other stuff. In fact, in the school that I go to is Purdue. So we're talking about... A, highly accredited school. We're talking about a school with credentials up the ass. Uh, towards the end of this first year, right before finals, the substantive professor, who happens to also be the dean, the associate dean of students for the school, said something in class about the ambiguousness of the system. And I said, oh, yes, the ambiguity that I love so much his response was straight up. It's all ambiguous. If it wasn't ambiguous, we would all be looking for something else to do. Think about it, guys. This is this is a professor from Purdue University. This is one of the deans of the school. It's all ambiguous. If it wasn't, we would all we as the so-called professor himself and the students would all be looking for something else to do. There wouldn't be anything for attorneys, lawyers, whatever you want to call it, to do. Nothing to do. Absolutely. I've, I've been saying that for years. It's all bullshit. Which is part of why you need to start with the name, because if you can't, if they can't get you past the name, the rest of it don't mean shit. It's literally that ambiguous. I've talked to the professor about some of the things that I've asked the, the fucking judge. I had the conversation about when I had a DA standing in front of me in the courtroom, and I was asking to meet the claimant, and the 
PA kept giving me a bunch of shit, so I asked her if she was assuming liability for that claim, and she turned white and ran away from me, started running across the courtroom, saying, I'm not going <laughs> to, we're not going to talk about this off the record anymore. I'm like, great, let's put this on the record. Right, right. I'm thinking about hiring a, uh, hiring a court reporter just to talk to the DA in the hall. That's not a bad idea, but I did all my own recordings. Just well, because, that's... Uh, but having a court reporter, you can bring it in. I just wasn't really that worried about it. Because you can bring stuff in, too, because, again, you can do your own recordings. Who's saying any of those so-called codes that you, or statutes or whatever that says you can't record in the courtroom applies to you as the living, breathing man? Who's the one claiming that shit? It's, again, it's all the same. I don't give a shit if it's something out in the streets, a white-collar crime, or a recording in the courtroom. Who is claiming that? Who's assuming liability for that? And until you got that person standing in front of you that's saying, yes, I'm assuming liability, I'm the claimant, they haven't got shit. They haven't got shit. As long as you stay on that point, if you deviate off that point, they've got you. Period. End of story. They've got you. They've got you by the balls, and they know they do. But as you stay on that point, they're going to holler and scream. They're going to kick and shout and thump their chest and threaten you with everything they possibly can. It doesn't matter. In fact, the Supreme Court even said everything that goes unquestioned, unobjected to, and unrebutted is considered to be consented to and or true. And if a defendant knows such to be, then it is his duty Make sure he stands on that point, even in the face of a threat of contempt and being chucked in the cage. They said jail, but but this is straight up. If you if you know something to be such, and you don't stay on that point, that's your fault. Unfortunately, it's your fault. But if you know right. that there is no claimant, if you know that you're not that name, these are simple things. If you recognize, and this is the part what I tell everybody, in order for this to really be effective, you've got to know who you are as a player in the game. You've got to know who you are as the real living man, the only real party in interest, that you're not the name, that everybody that's standing in front of you is representing a corporation, a dead thing. And they, in their capacity as an agent, or that dead thing cannot exceed the capacity of the dead thing they represent. It cannot exceed the capacity of the dead thing they represent. Do you hear me, guys? Which means they, that they cannot one... assume liability. They cannot, a dead thing cannot assume liability for anything. <laughs> Nor will the people standing in front of you, which is the reason why, particularly when we're talking about court cases and or even bank issues, money issues, creditors. None of these people can assume liability for shit. It's not within their capacity to do so as the agent representing a dead thing. So, yeah, know who you are as a player in the game. Know who everybody else is as the players in the game. Yeah, my wow. problem is, my problem is I'm not, I'm not quick on my feet a lot of times, and I, 
I have this shit down, but oh, I don't know. The, there's a lot of issues. Part of their intimidation works. Sometimes I'm I'm really pissed, but sometimes I'm scared, which I'm sure is pretty normal. But all it is. Well, think about this. This is to me. This is one of those things that's a mindset, mind prep. Number one, right, is this. If you're going to do this stuff, if you're going to so-called defend yourself, hey, can you eat out for a minute? Because the background is just yelling. Yeah, sorry. So anyway, if you, this is kind of how I think it is. You know, it, they'll do everything they possibly can to scare you into whatever they can. And the they will do really anything to get you off the point of that thing that you need to do, which is to ask for the claimant. It does get scary. What I did, and this is after getting chucked in a cage a couple of times, I wear glasses. I even went so far... I, I usually wear lightweight metal frame glasses. They take my glasses away from me when they reincarcerate me, and they always throw my glasses into a bag with all my other shit. The glasses get smashed, they get scratched up, they get bent, and I can't see shit from that point on. I'm fucking blind as a bat. So I went and got some poly frame glasses, and I call them my going to court or my going to jail glasses. And I would wear them, literally, uh, days that I was going to court, I'd put those fuckers on. And I told myself, I'm going to jail today. Let's go have some fun. I'd already get it out of the way. I'd already put it in my mind so that it was out of the way so that I wasn't afraid of it. It wasn't an issue. I already knew, hey, I'm going to jail. Let's just go fucking have some fun with it. Enjoy the moment. It was so relieving because I wasn't afraid then of going to jail. I already figured I was. I already figured I was. I went in there thinking, I'm, I'm heading to the jail today. Let's go have some fun. In fact, on a lot of those, I quit taking hardly anything with me, too. I used to take my briefcase and have all my papers and this, that, and the other thing. Fuck it. I'm going in there with just me some comfortable clothes that I wasn't worried about laying on fucking pissed on concrete in the loop but down at fucking County Central. Seriously. I'm fucking dead serious. So, yeah. One of the biggest things, and I tell everybody, if you're, if, if you're worried about going to jail, then just pay the fucking fines. Seriously. Just go pay the fines and be done with it. Quit fighting them. If you're worried about going to jail, don't even mess with it. Just pay the fine to be done with it. But if you really want to be successful, you've got to you've got to walk into that courthouse figuring, I'm heading to jail today. I'm going to jail today. It's not going to kill me. It's going to suck for maybe a few minutes, yes. But I'm going to have three hots in the cot. So the fuck what? So the fuck what? I got three hots in the cot. Big deal. 
I hear I hear you, and I'm not afraid of jail. I'm just tired of jail, and I got other shit to do. I really don't want. No, I get go it. I get it. But the, 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 the thing is, and I'm telling you right now, though, the the amount of confidence and comfort that it gives you is it, it projects outwardly. And the big thing oh. is too, and this is the thing that changed stuff for me too. And that is this. Can you meet out again, brother? Yeah. One of the big things, and I heard you say this too, that you know, you kind of walk in there with some hate. That, to me, is one of the biggest killers for pretty much everybody. People walk in there thinking, you know, I hate these sons of bitches. They're fucking crooks or this or that. Yeah, all of which might very well be true. I don't know. I don't have specific evidence to say for sure that, you know, there is something crooked going along. I can point to some legislation that was written specifically against the so-called Orange County DA because of some of their crooked criminal action, but I don't have any evidence of that actual crooked criminal action. One of the things that I did, and I played a little bit of an experiment when I started doing the so-called badology, and that is, you know, because initially I was going in there with war in the heart. I'm going to war with you motherfuckers. Let's go right now. I'm a warrior. I was born and raised as a warrior. Let's just do this right here. We're fucking, one of us is going to die. One of us is going to walk away. Or maybe we both die right here on the fucking bloody field. I don't give a fuck. Two, I went to having love and peace in the heart. And I had to walk in, particularly right at first, I had to walk into the courtroom with love and peace in the heart in general and focus on everybody in general. Because if I looked at and focused on the DA or even the judge, I still wanted to rip their fucking heads off and shit down the hole. So I had to focus on everybody in general. And when I did that, shit changed. If I walked in there indifferent, like I wouldn't give a fuck whether they were on fire and I wouldn't piss on them to put them out if they were. It didn't necessarily go my way, but it didn't necessarily go against me either. So the basic bottom line of this is in order for some of this stuff to really work, you've got to have love and peace of the intent. Because if you don't, if you walk in there with hate and war in the heart, it's going to project. It's going to shine through, even if you don't think that it is. Even if you're putting on the best act you've ever fucking put on in your life, it's still going to show through, and it will have an effect. You walk in there with love and peace in the heart, that will show through. It will project, and it will have an effect. Shit will go your way. I hear that. I know, because I've seen it. I've seen it. I've felt it. This is from firsthand experience. And I and I know that there's other brothers that have done the same thing, and they can tell you the same thing. It's a repeating story for everybody that's ever done it. It's a it's a scenario that repeats time and time and time again. So, yeah. Good luck, brother. I I, I truly wish everything the best for you, because it sounds like you've been going through some shit for a while, and you need a little relief. At least I. I hear what I believe to be a need for relief in your voice. So, yeah. 
recognize who you are as a player in the game, bro. Know that you're not that name that you just answer to a sound. And that sound is something that they are actually really using more than you. It's only somebody else that's using the name. You just simply are responding to it. In fact, a little nice experiment is if you want to see how many people actually think of themselves as an asshole, walk into a room full of people and say, hey, asshole, and see, watch and see how many people turn around. Every one of those are people that, for the most part, think of themselves as an asshole. Oh, are you talking to me? That's why they turned around. Who are you talking to me? The name is nothing more than sounds that come out somebody's mouth. The name that's written on a piece of paper is an ink on paper translation of a sound. It all started with the sound. And we are not the sound that comes out of somebody's mouth. It's just something that we respond to. Anyway, brothers, it's getting late. I've been on this call now for an hour and 15. Love y'all. Godspeed. And I'm out. Who am I talking to? This is Popeye, or Pops. Who is this, brother? This is uh, Guy. Guy? Texas Texas Mountain. Okay. Now, what's your name again? Uh, This is Popeye, or Pops. Oh, Popeye. Yeah. Are you the one that's been uh, uh, talking for the last hour? Yes. Okay. All right, well, very good. I appreciate meeting you. No worries, brother. And maybe we'll spend some time again on another call. If you're on Skype, come find me. We're Claimants Anonymous. Same yeah, I got the uh, Claimants Anonymous business from Mother Mike, so. All right, yeah, find it. If you're on Skype, come find us on Skype, and, uh, yeah, we can have more conversation, brother. Anyway, well, I'm out. What's that? Good, good speaking with you. Good speaking with you, too, brother. Have a good night. Good night. Godspeed and love you all. Are we done? Hey. Yeah. Oh, just want to say hi. I've heard you on Angela's call before. I, I appreciate your uh, all your comments too, man. Well, thank you very much. Who am I speaking with? This idiote. Idiot, yeah, idiot with an E on the end. <laughs> How'd you uh, come up, come upon that handle? Well, I I was listening to. Do you know who Carl Lentz is? Of course. Okay. Uh, I used to call, listen on his show and. Uh, 
call in once in a while, and and I was I I was looking for a name for talk show to be, and uh, uh, after listening to Carl, I figured out I was an idiot, so uh, I started with idiota, and it's like, well, that that sounds like it might be female, and idioto I didn't really like, so so I settled on idiote. Well, that's, so that's that's. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I quit listening to Carl after about listening to him for, I listened to him for about two years and finally got tired of it. Yeah. Well, Nothing I don't against know. him personally, except for he took uh, $200 from me and didn't, didn't even return my call. Yeah. Well, I didn't give him any money. I did. Uh, our friend and I went down and, and talked to him in uh, Gallup, New Mexico. I think it's Gallup, uh, close to Arizona border, down way down south there. Yeah, yeah that's Gallup. Yeah. Well, I forty. Yeah. yeah but I. I, I was running the car all night to get there and, uh, you know, met up with him. And then he, oh, we got there early in the morning, but we didn't talk to him until around lunchtime. So I was, I got, a, I had a couple questions I really wanted to ask him. But I was listening to him rattle on for a little while and I think, and I went to sleep. But my buddy listened to him. I don't know if he recorded it or not, but it was, he was helpful in, getting me onto some different thinking as far as nuts and, yeah yeah which uh, and That's basically I, yeah and i appreciated that and i think it helped my uh my journey some yeah uh, i got tired of uh, nothing against me personally I just got tired of his attitude, so I stopped listening to him. Yeah. Because well, uh, I do believe he helped some people get their children back. And uh, yeah, from Canada. Yeah, and I don't know how how many instances of that, or how many people use that uh, that concept. And actually got their their kids back. But last I knew, or you know, that's what I wanted to ask him directly when I was face to face. It's just like, well, after all this you went through with your own children, you know, as far the last any of us heard was that the state took them and you let them keep them. So I want I wanted to ask him that directly, but I never really uh, got the chance to do that. So anyway. He's a he's a friendly enough fellow, and he sure can talk. Yeah, I hate to see uh, Angela go, but uh, uh, I hope that her archives stay up for a while because the uh, tribute to Al, the informer that she uh, played or read. Uh, six months ago or so, that's invaluable. 
Are you familiar that, with um, what I'm talking about? Are you talking about the California tax board thing that you read? No, I'm talking about how you become a U.S. citizen. Oh, oh. I don't know. It's not coming to the top of my head. I, yeah, just look through to the archives. Look through the archives and look for uh, tribute to Al the Informer. And uh, write the stat the statute and the court cases down because there's only Al one way you can become a U.S. citizen, and that's to go before one who is authorized to take oaths. In other words, the U.S. magistrate, district judge, right. you know, and swear allegiance and. Uh, speak right. your piece as far as uh, who your God is. And virtually none of us has done that. And Al explains that in his writing, which uh, uh, Angela reads word for word. Okay, okay, that sounds like a good one. Yeah, yeah if... if uh, uh, I, I would recommend that to anyone. In fact, I'm going to commit it. I've been through two floods in the last two years, so I'm without a, uh, a computer. I'm talking on a smartphone, but I've got a digital recorder, and I'm going to play it and digital record it for future use. Yeah, I think you have to. I think you have your stuff in more than one location. A lot of my stuff is handwritten in notebooks. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's. Yeah, there's a friend of mine. You know, he just went through in the same court. You know, and I said, and uh, you know, he uses this guy's paperwork from down in Denver, and and he, he's like. Uh, Oh, a week show back on on uh, Jackie's show, a couple of guys were saying, you know, all this stuff you guys Jackie are saying. And Jackie Fig. Who? I think I'm Jackie Fig. Fig like I'm the fruit. Yeah, well, you you should become familiar with her. She's she's excellent. Uh, her show. Uh, this week, I was a little late getting on. There was a hundred people, and I couldn't even get on. I had to call back in, and fortunately, a couple people had dropped off. There's an excellent show. Uh, that was Kurt Callenbach, if you know who that is, who is starting to do a show oh, again. Kurt yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Anyway, he was on Jackie's show, but she has some really bright guys. She herself. Uh, she tells a couple of stories, you know, she got pulled over by the, uh, the rookie cop and the old cop riding together and the, uh, the rookie cops all pushing to give her a ticket and stuff like that. And the, and the, uh, the old cop saying, your car's in England. How'd you do that? I want my car in England, you know, uh, things like that. She, she's been, she's been in, uh. They take her to jail, and they're all snickering and everything, and then they 
But before she gets done with booking, they find out they got to let her go. She's she's really sharp. She's she's got uh, the the website is called displaced internally displaced people. I think it's dot org. And you can hold on just a second. Them. Let me get a writing iron and a piece of paper here. Just give me just a second. Take your time. <laughs> Hold on just a second. Yeah, take your time. <laughs> okay, I'm back. I, I have Parkinson's disease, so I'm, I move real slow. Well, that's fine with me. Well, it's it's not fine with me because it's a death sentence. (laughs) Well, I don't know what you're... I'm sure you're doing whatever you can do. I don't know what it would help you any. Um... There's guys that have like these frequency machines. Yeah, rise, rise machines. Yeah. Yeah. There's. Do you want? Do you come on the veterans call on Sunday night? I'm chance? not familiar with it. Well, I'll give you a couple of. First, give me Jackie's. Jackie's. Uh, their website is internally displaced people I think it's dot org I give you a minute take your time internally displaced This pause is brought to you by Mutual of Omaha. Hey, Mike. How's it going? I'm trying to get to get this written down. Yeah, that's fine. Take your time. Hey, Mike. Hold on the commercial. Uh, yeah. There's a guy, Ricky, in uh, south southwest Colorado. <gasps> yeah, he, yeah. Oh, you know him? Yeah, yeah, Rick, yeah, pork chop guy. Yeah. Uh, well, that that's our handler thing. He he He's, wants to do a video thing, and I said, well, you you should get together with Money Mike. He's he's a radio type guy too. Uh, yeah. So, Costa Valley or Costa County or something. Um, 
That doesn't sound right, but no. Uh, he used to be. He used to be. He used to be from Southern Illinois. Then he went to Colorado. Then I don't know. I don't know about the Southern Illinois part. But anyway, he's on the. Uh, uh, I'll be giving Texas here the, the veterans call number. He's usually on that. I'll get you guys together one way or another. I I told him your yeah. show number. I was, I was wondering if that was him because uh, he was supposed to go to a court thing and he says uh, he doesn't know if he'd come back or not either because it says he he don't know if he was going to get thrown in again or not i don't know that might not be the same rick oh probably not okay you back i'll take that i don't know Sounds right. Is it internaldisplacedpeople.org? Yeah, that should be it. Okay, I'll check that out. Okay, and you want you want the phone number for her call on Tuesday? Oh yeah. All right, you ready? One moment, Tuesday. It's seven o'clock my time. Okay. It's uh what time is your time? I'm mountain time. Okay, that'd be a seven my time. Yeah, I think we're the same. Yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. Six four six Seven six nine nine two three. Tell me when you got that part. And then, and then the computer lady will ask you for a code, and that is nine four five. One moment. I apologize. That's right. Okay, code. Code. Nine. Nine four five. Nine four five. Seven five zero. Seven five zero. Two one two zero. Two zero. Okay, that's code. Yeah, and I think. Seven five oh twenty one twenty. And I think I think there's a pound sign at the end of that, but uh, I'm not I'm not sure. The computer lady, yeah, the computer lady will prompt you. And do you want the do you want the veterans call number on Sunday night? Yeah, hold on a second. I got to change, please. 
get look for once. Look at your electricity. Go ahead, I'm waiting. It's also seven. Uh, it's on Sunday night. It's six zero five. Hello, Sunday. At what time? Same time, seven o'clock. And you don't have to be a veteran to be on the call. Agent Orange is what killed me. Well, then you then you might as well be a vet. Yeah, we were uh, burning at a waste incinerator where I was working. Well, they got they got attorneys running uh, ads all over the TV right now for anybody who was affected by Roundup. So they they got they got yeah. giant settlement going out. I don't know if you want to get in on that or not. Yeah. I'm not affected by uh, Roundup because I really never have used it, but uh, asbestosis and mesothelioma. I probably oh, okay. suffer from that because I work construction all my life. Okay. Uh, Sunday, 7 p.m. The veterans call. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Six so far. 605. 605-313-5142. And it's going to have a code, too, and that code is 811. Hold on. Hold on just a second. I apologize. Sorry. So, okay, go ahead. 811. Uh, you're breaking up. 811. 811. 837. 837. And I think that's got a pound sign on the end, too. All right, that's 837 pound. Read, read the number back, the phone number back to me. Phone number 605-313-5142. You got it. There's a guy, there's All a guy right. on there. He's over uh, uh, in New Mexico uh, near Albuquerque. 
he's got one of those machines and he he will uh, he treats people for donations to veterans causes and he himself has cancer and he's in a lot of pain uh, so I want to try and get down to see him and see if I can bring him some uh, green medicine which is good for cancer and also for pain in exchange for some for a little time on his machine anyway that's yeah. one of the things I'm hoping go ahead well I wish you well I have a friend of mine that has a RAF machine and it's helped various people with various maladies but I haven't been in touch with him in a few years and a friend of mine suggested that I get in contact with him whom I had forgot had had a machine. So I want to check it out here within the next, uh, well, December is always a busy month, so I'll oh, probably yeah. wait yeah. if I live long enough till January. Yeah, my hope's like sometime next spring or something. But the other thing, you know, the other uh, attorneys that are running ads like crazy on the TV are for people with... Uh, asbestos issues so there's uh you know there's already settlements there's class actions there's ongoing suits uh, uh, I would think if an attorney takes his big chunk out of a big pot it's going to be split up that's less overall out for the people individually yes of course yeah <laughs> but if you can get a small piece of the pie why not get it yeah yeah I, I'm not for attorneys but uh, you know attorneys are for corporate action corporate action uh, I say take, take the money and run yeah yeah <clears throat> I apologize uh, who am I speaking with again it's the uh, idiote idiote okay I need to write that down <laughs> Stand by. I think I think yeah. uh, money might still on. And uh, and my bad on the uh, goofy little comments and stuff. I uh, my my timing was off big time on that one. So uh, I shall take the fall for that one. No way. Bye bye. Okay. I should, you should come on too uh, on Sunday, Mike, and I can introduce you to Ricky. Sunday, I'm off on Sunday, so I think maybe. Well, what time? What time is it? Oh, on. Got your work it's seven o'clock my time. Where Where are you? Oh. All right, so I'm in 
San Antonio. Oh, okay, so it's probably it's probably seven o'clock your time too then. Yeah. So it's I might I might have an I might have an appointment to keep. But yeah, we'll see if I can we'll see if I can get on. I got the, no problem. Uh, I'll get a hold of the info uh when I replay Paul uh tomorrow. Yeah, he wants to do, he wants to do, uh, he does internet radio, and he wants to do, he says, you know, he wants to interview people and talk and stuff, and, uh, you know, different, I, I said, well, we're already doing that, you know, we got, we get, there's a call Wednesday, there's a call Friday, uh, that are like a lot of the same people, Colorado people. And uh, I said, we're already doing that. And I said, you know, and I told him, you know, about Angela's show, which uh, won't matter for a little while now. I, and I think he wants to throw music in and, you know, and just kind of like longer interviews and stuff. And I said, well, there's, there's already people doing that. Anyway, he's uh seems to be a pretty good guy. I said, Can you sell it? You know, can you get advertised? So there's already people doing that too. You know, talk radios all over the place. Well talk radio, uh, personal communications like we have, even though we most of us have never met personally or seen each other. That's where we're getting the true news. Right. You're not getting right. it from Alex Jones or Rush Limbaugh. Any of those clowns. Right. Yeah, that's uh my grandma used to listen to talk radio, you know, and that's that's a while ago. Well, everybody used to listen to talk radio once it was invented. <laughs> you guys listen to uh, Coast to Coast? I love Coast to Coast, especially when he has David Pilatus on there. Yeah. Like the missing people in uh, the national parks and forests. That oh, is yeah. weird as all get out. Coast to coast, is that uh, GCN radio or no? Uh, it's, it's regular AM radio. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, yeah, syndicated program. Yeah, I haven't had an AM radio thing in a long time. I <laughs> Maybe I better go down to Anna Von What's your G1? Yeah, I don't know if you can... Good programming on coast to coast. Uh, a lot of weird stuff. Uh, uh, anything I from can't. ghosts to UFOs to missing people to you name it, but, it's on there. Yeah, I call it ghost to ghost. A lot of uh, uh, near death stuff. There's. Uh, yeah, there's some political stuff, not as much on that. Um, but 
every once in a while when they, they you know it depends a lot on on who's the guest that night but they have good guests it's it's uh it was better when art bell did it but it's it's still pretty it's still good i don't i don't know about that uh i liked art bell but i also like george nori well i like them both and yeah i wasn't a I wasn't a hundred percent Art Bell fan, and he he'd get pretty snotty sometimes. But uh, yeah, he but you know he he brought to radio, you know what? Not a lot of other people were talking about, you know, aliens. That's and correct. Weird, yeah. Yeah, that's like the cryptid creatures, you know. Uh, Dinosaurs have been seen, like a T-Rex has been seen in the Four Corners area. Pterodactyls have been seen along the South Texas border by multiple people. You know, whenever you get uh, multiple people in different spots saying that I saw this and I'll testify to it, by affidavit or in court, you got to take that, to, you know, into account. These guys may be telling the truth. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a whole lot of shit we don't know about. That's for sure. And they yeah. and they cover they cover a lot of shit up. Have you ever heard of the uh, cryptid called the Wraith? The cryptid what? It's a cryptid called the rake, like a lawn rake. Oh, uh, is it was it kind of like a smaller version of a T-Rex kind of thing, or? Oh no, this looks like a very very bony human that is ghostly. They've oh, caught it on oh. trail cameras. Look up the rake okay. and trail camera because man, it's freaky looking. Okay. Yeah, how about dog men? Yeah, I haven't. Huge, huge, huge wolves that, that stand on their hind legs and have been clocked running 70 miles an hour alongside cars. I've listened to over 300 uh, Dogman encounter interviews and other interviews concerning Dogman. And my wife is very straight-laced, and she listens to them sometimes. And, and there are old men in their 50s and 60s who grew up, in, you know, hunting and fishing in the woods to break down and cry and say, this thing so affected my life that I'll never go in the woods again. And when and I asked my wife, you think he's telling the truth? She says, yeah, I think he's telling the truth. So there are things out there in the world uh, all around us that we don't realize are there. I will add a caveat that I've spent 
probably 25% of my my life either in the woods or on the water, and I've never seen anything weird like that. But I'm yeah. not discounting these other other stories. I oh, just, yeah. Uh, Similar with me, I I I've never seen it. You know, I I hope to see like a UFO or a, a Bigfoot or something. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't uh, I don't say it's not so just because I haven't seen it. You know. Yeah, <laughs> my wife and I saw a fleet of UFOs one night. Yeah. When I say a fleet, I, when I say a fleet, I'm talking about. There were maybe 30 of them. They were crisscrossing the sky. They were very, very high, but they would go from horizon to horizon in a matter of a second and a half. There was was no explanation for it, except they were either a top-secret project from some earthly government or body, or they are extraterrestrials. Don't know which, but we both saw it, and not only us, but about 30 other people saw it. Yeah, well, there you weird. go. Yeah, a friend, a friend says, uh, just get yourself some, uh, you know, some good night vision glasses. You know, like uh, maybe military. I don't know, whatever. Uh, anyway, so just look up at night. Just look up in the sky. He said you'll see all kinds of crap going on on there that that you uh, you know you wouldn't see without them. So yeah, I haven't yeah, tried I that. I I would like to sometime, but uh, yeah, I believe I don't it. Have I have night I don't have any night vision gear, but uh, uh, if uh, if I get a good payoff on this last flood of my house, I'm going to buy a set of military-grade uh, night vision devices. Yeah. Because I used to be an amateur sky watcher. Uh, I'd watch the sky almost every night up until about... Ten years ago, when I got sick, there's weird things out there. There's no doubt about that. Sounds like somebody's working in a machine shop. Uh, everybody bitches about my phone. I just all I did was roll up my uh, tobacco pouch. <laughs> I guess There's I got a super. I got a I got a cheap phone. I got the cheapest phone I could get, and apparently it has a really good microphone because people complain about. And I and I, yeah, it's sitting it's sitting in a little dish on the table, not moving. And all I did was roll up my tobacco bag after I rolled a cigarette. So that's that was the machine shop you heard. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's what you say. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe not. Hey, that's your story, and you're sticking to it, huh? That's my story, and and I'm happy to change it. Oh shit. <laughs> Yeah, we'll dismiss this this uh, witness subject to recall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that. Who was that guy? Was it Popeye? Was that what he said? The guy we were listening yeah. to. Yeah, I like yeah. him. He has some. He has some good stuff. Yeah, I don't agree that, with everything he has to say, but he, you know, as far as his take on things and his tactic, if it works for him, great. I love it. Yeah, well, he, he kind of brought out uh, something I've been saying on the calls for a long time. Uh you know, you can teach codes and statutes, you can teach uh, theory, you can teach, you know, uh, paperwork, you can... What's hard to teach is attitude. And that seems, that's like a really key, key thing, you know? Yeah. Like he was, um, like he was talking about, I do the same thing too, I got court dates. Uh, I do take a some uh, paperwork and shit in with me, but I always try to have somebody with me that if I'm on the, you know, my pockets were already emptied in the car and I'm wearing clothes that if they turn me out at three in the morning in wintertime, you know, whatever. And the paperwork I could just hand to whoever's there. You know, they never bitched about that. Uh, so yeah, I know that part that he's talking about. Like every time you got a court date, you better make arrangements just in case. Uh, but I'm tired. Of that. I'm tired of that. I don't. I don't. I don't go in there prepared to go to jail all the time. I go in there prepared not to go to jail. Well, that's that's what I say. I, I gotta have a, a judge was sitting on the bench. And he was uh, reading me the riot act, and I uh, I fired him. I I told him, you're fired. And I told the bailiff, you're fired. You no longer represent me. And I turned around and walked out of the courtroom, and they didn't know what to do. (laughs) That's a good one. That's a good one. The bailiff, he grabbed his pistol, but he never pulled it. But he was jumping back and forth, kind of like uh, Don Knox in the wackiest gun in the West or wackiest sheriff in the West or whatever. Yeah. It looked like something out of a movie. And it was funny as hell. I walked out the front yeah. door and my witness walked out behind me. And he was, he was <clears throat> pardon me. He was relaying the stories to me, and we walked to the car and just drove off. Of course, about a year later, they kidnapped me and drugged me back in there. And uh, they had six 
cops standing standing around me, making sure I wouldn't escape again. Yeah. And uh, I turned around and looked at this big son of bitches. I turned around and looked at him and started laughing. I said, man, you must really be scared. Of course, they all yeah. gave me the evil eye. Yeah, they pulled that kind of shit on me before, too. Yep, yep. But I got some I got some good claims against the man. One judge, you know, I made the deal for work release. I made the mistake of going to jail on a Saturday, and they kept me the whole time. You know, and it's not like I could say, well, call the judge, you know. And I got, you know, I got his... Uh, you know, signatures and colors on the paperwork. Uh, that guy, that was that was the, the 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 bad judge down here. I think he, you know, he gave me a couple of chances. He's actually trying to help me, but I'm glad they got rid of him. He was just he was just too hard on on the people. They got you got to vote a judge. They don't vote the judge. be open 24 hours a day. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. They're supposed Take to be to open the... 24 hours a day. Right. Take me to the magistrate. Oh, yeah, sure. You, you'll be lucky if you see one Monday. You know? Yeah. 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 Yeah, they're a bunch of outlaws. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm trying to, you know... I'm kind of working back to front, you know, like if this goes to trial and I got the cop on the stand, it's like, well, why the hell did you have to steal my hat and my silver dollar and my little brass keepsake from my departed wife, you know? It's like, why the hell Why the hell do you have to do that, you know, in front of the jury and just, just see what he says, you know? Well, you know, if you're think- carrying a silver dollar or something of value, if you tell them it's a gift, they have to write it in detailed description what it is and what you tell them it is, and uh, that gift will come back to you. Yeah, well, they may have... They may have put it in a sealed... I, I've been digging through this discovery and I find this thing from a police department from a different town. And it said a sealed paper bag. So that stuff might have been in that sealed paper. But it, that's, it's speculation at this point. It's like that isn't even the department the guy worked for. He's not the one that took it. Uh... You know, they said there's. They said there's. The guy was wearing a body cam. It's like, well, I want to see that. I want to see that footage. You know. Uh, so this all been hung up on discovery. All I did was ask for discovery, and they they're dicking around and dragging it out, and they give it to me on computer disk, and then I go back and say, I can't use this. I need it on paper. You know, so we're still, and even after all that, I put in a uh, Brady material. Re- uh, <coughs> well, I didn't do it. <coughs> Excuse me. 
I didn't do it as a motion and I didn't do it as a request. I just kind of, I'd have to go read what I wrote again, but. Um, do it as a mandamus. Well, it's already in. However, I did it. I just kind of wrote it out and I hand wrote it. And I hand wrote it in red. And the one girl said, oh, we can't take red. It's like, why the hell not? You know? Oh, well, and then another one of my buddies, you know, I mentioned that to him, and he said, it's like they hold something up in front of you, and is that your signature? Well, hell no, that's not my signature. What do you mean that's not your signature? I said, well, that's, I never signed anything in black ink, so that can't possibly be my signature. Well, also, it has left your possession, and you, you don't know that someone hasn't forged your signature. Oh, right, right. Yeah, did we did, did you have a witness that yeah. saw me sign? And yeah, you no, know, I don't. I don't see my thumbprint on there. And uh, yeah, there's a guy, no tax man. He used to come on a lot of the top sheet calls. Oh, and he yeah, talked to Howard Griswold. Right, right. And he always says, that's not my authorized signature. Right. And it's like, yeah. I think, I think he's still around. At least he, he's taking emails, because a friend of mine emails him quite often. Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, he didn't sound like he was going anywhere anytime soon. No, I think he's in the battle till the end. Yeah. Mike, you still out there? Yeah, what, what's up? I'm just wondering uh, what kind of music you're playing. Uh, I'm not playing any music. I don't have any that buzzing is uh, kind of, that's, uh, if you can hear on here, it's kind of like, we should have to like the voltage noise. Boy, you're breaking up bad. No, it's not me. Here, wait, let me see that off. Yeah, it was, uh, idiotic. I actually have to get going. Alright, Mikey. We'll hear you Sunday. Alright, well, I'll try to get up. I'll probably see you guys next Thursday. Alright. Hey, y'all have a great weekend. Maybe JC has a call on Wednesday. Oh, I'll be there too. You too, Texas. All right, later. All right, we'll talk to y'all later. Thanks. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. 
Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.